The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Things that you've seen 
Buddies, it's Ron a Fez show. 866 Ron Zero Fez. 866 Ron Zero Fez. It's a uh, what are they calling it? A Wednesday though? Yeah, Wednesday. So we have all this wine set up. You know, AKA Wines Day. Mm, love me a good ride. Well, we've got to get to the uh, Fez memes <laughs> at some point today. I, I was fucking going over these things. I, I was, was laughing harder than I've ever laughed. Crying. I yeah. was tears coming out of my fucking eyes. So was I. One after another. They're all fucking great. Now, no offense to Fez, but you can't ride around on a scooter, <laughs> pull on the twink in the refrigerator, <laughs> and not think that uh, people are going to react to it. I wish I was pulling a twink, but that's not me. You wish you were pulling a twink or pushing a twink? Oh. Oh, no. Both. The meme thing, uh, it's very funny. It's a very funny audience that we have. Mean, awful. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, that's, how it dead. that's how it should be pronounced. Mean. M-E-A-N. Dead inside. Uh, without souls. Oh, they're basically the walking dead. Doomed to a hellish existence, but very, very funny. Really... Just one after another. I could You know, I was I reading over that. I'm like, why don't we have our audience name more things for us? Let's figure it out, people. One of us is always trapped in this old kind of wordplay thing we got to get out of. And we just need that fucking straight shot. Just that, just that fucking slice through all the bullshit in life. Pure. That'll be some of our new contest, I think, in the future. Um, Charlie. Jersey, you're on the Ronnie Fez Show. Uh, Ronnie B., I just want to congratulate you on being my hero. Thank you for coming in. Today's a snow day for us in Virginia. And just God bless you. And just, just doing the Lord's work. Well, I don't want to make a big deal out of it, but since I've been in the Iditarod before, my dogs are always ready to pull me through the streets of New York. Right now in New York City, nine and a half inches, which isn't so bad. But by the end of the show today... 38 to 45 inches of what they call uh, poison snow. Wait, it's not just like water, It's there's poison in there? There's the poison in the air. Then we can't leave this building. <coughs> Thanks, Iran, for the poison. Fuck! We're leaving the building. We can't! There's poison snow out there! I, there's one thing that I started when I was a kid and I stick with. I give no overtime. 
And don't come at me like I used to tell them at the old ship and shore warehouse. Don't come to me with the time and a half or double time. That's just the way of tricking me to stay in this building. I don't want money. I want time. Time to do my shit. Yeah, but if we go outside, we're going to die in the poison snowdrifts. So what? So what? Fuck that You've shit. You've lived a long life. You're fucking 53 years old. I'm you... not even 30 yet. Then you look like shit, dude. Well, I live a rough and tumble lifestyle. You do. <laughs> you do. You're like into extreme sports, but from the inside. Yeah. I mean, you can actually sit there, and your heart beats faster than any extreme sports guy. I don't have to have any coordination whatsoever, and I get that juice. You know, I don't want you bringing up the juice today, because I saw the riff that uh, Anthony was walking, and I'm going to go in a totally different direction and say there's no such thing as color, race, ethnic background, nothing. It's just all what I like to call blind. Side? I don't see color. It, it, it is. That's look. This is this pen's gray and black. Is it? Yeah. Because I just see that as one color. This cup is green. Mm -mm. No, it's not. It's the same color as the pen. My skin is a and white. from the same socioeconomic background. There's no difference in anything. And I don't even see sex. I just see human beings, uh, kind of GI Joe dolls, crotchless. Oh. <laughs> I'm never going to get in trouble for saying the wrong thing. People have crotches and they're filled with various genitals. Right? I don't Look, think so, my friend. There's, and you know what? That's yeah. sexist, what you just said. Well, no, it's, it's fact. There's, there's penises and testicles and vaginas. Get out. Get out of this no. room. You do not belong on the satellite waves. I won't even use the word airwaves. I don't even see countries. I just see earthlings. Right. But there are borders. No, you know what? I don't even want to do that. I just see species because I don't want to make anybody feel bad about their species. To me, Chris Stanley, you're the same as a worm. A worm in a, bottle, a bottom of a bottle of tequila, but a worm nonetheless. Soaked. I don't see legs. To me, everyone has the same amount of legs. So you're just looking at a bunch of sexless torsos wandering around the planet? I just see atoms. Everywhere I look, I just see atoms, and how they're put together doesn't really matter to me. It's like some superhero shit then, man. I would just as soon save a gum wrapper as I would you. I don't see the difference between you. Oh, there's a big difference. A gum wrapper is a piece of garbage. I don't see Fez just staring at us right now. I just see a bunch of atoms in that part of the room. It's like the Matrix. Why is Matty Ice in here on his day off? I received a text from Popcorn, a.k.a. Cappy, at 6 in the morning saying, um, Hey, Pep, I'm pretty sick with a fever and nausea. I can't make it in today. Now, we all love Popcorn Cappy. Pop Let's say that before he comes in here blasting the place. <laughs> He's a great kid. But I've never seen an intern with as many physical and social problems. Um, I found out after the show yesterday that he reintroduced himself to E-Rock as if he never met him before. He's got problems. Perhaps you could take a moment or two and... Uh, talk to Rob about it and say, Rob, this might be something you want to check on before the kid comes in here blasting. I will I will schedule a meeting. Now, uh, Matty Ice is the MVP, but I'm also going to give the MVP to Cappy Popcorn so that he doesn't put up a picture of me on a target and keep shooting at it. 
I wonder if he does have a two-kill list. Everybody gets a trophy. Hopefully he's not just laying in bed right now putting lipstick on. Everyone is the same. Uh, whether you're just the lowliest intern or a major celebrity like Mr. Jay Moore. Hello, Jay. Let me tell you something, brother. I like to imagine it's like Piper's Pit. Sure. And I just came off stage. I'm all sweaty. I beat Salvatore Belomo. Some like half scrub. Remember WWF? They were like complete scrubs. And then there were guys, they were like, they fooled you into thinking they were kind of stars, but you just kicked the shit out of them every time. Well, like they, Salvatore yeah. Belomo, Tony Geary. Uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, for me, one of the all-time best. And, Fez, who was the guy who was always patting himself on the back, but he never won? Uh, Jack Hart, or Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz was... Barry Horowitz, he was a scrub that never won. Yeah. S.D. Jones. Really got up and run. Remember the What, S.D. De Special Delivery Jones? Special Delivery oh, Jones. no, 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 I disagree. I think that he had a, a very decent, I'm going to say 500 record. Yeah. Yeah, he he was like a fourth outfielder. He, he had a nice career. He did not. He had nothing to be embarrassed about, and he could slip out of a headlock because of his slippery head. I think one time, my favorite SD Jones match. I think it was against Sergeant Slaughter. He got put in the sleeper hold, and he waved goodbye to the camera as he uh, went out. Sure, he was. He was going to miss everybody. He was. That's why I don't understand why people would say that it was fake. Fez, I found you. Oh, we just lost oh, no. him. That was nice for a moment there, but he's gone. I found your, and then he was gone. This hey, is fucked up. That was an exciting moment for you, Fez, where you got to talk old time wrestling like you were blowhard. Fez would love uh, to do a classic wrestling show where you just talked about wrestling from uh, the 80s. Like oh, old school like NWA stuff, like maybe pre WCW? Maybe you could beat uh, Sam. In that fucking contest, you lost the big contest to him. Um, but maybe if it was just classic wrestling, uh, you could win. All right, we got Jay back on. Jay, how are you, buddy? I'm good. You know, I, I said, I, I think I found Fez's wheelhouse. I, I need to call back later in the week and just, you know, we could just talk some wrestling. And, and Fez, a long time ago, you put together your five best heel turns in wrestling history, and I didn't talk to you about that, and I want to say, that was exceptionally well done. The well, callers called up, they gave you a ton of shit, and I was driving through the state of Kansas going, this is a great piece. I don't well, know what yeah, I, I remember uh, Fez was very excited about that piece as well. See if you can find it anywhere, Chris. Uh, but Fez, uh, we were there on maybe the biggest of all time, and that's when Hulk Hogan turned uh, bad and people Hollywood Hulk Hogan yeah and people started throwing shit and it actually got like a little fucking dangerous for kids because yeah. stuff was coming down from the rafters the birth of the NWO <laughs> which to me it seemed like they had set it up for months I don't know why everyone was so shocked uh, he wasn't getting they were booing him as a as a face why wouldn't he have gotten mad alright uh, Hicks you found out the five that Fez had yeah what were they alright uh, Larry Zabisco turns on Bruno San Martino what year was that Fez that was, I think that was late 70s, I think. That Maybe was during the war, though. Half the wrestlers were out at war. That doesn't really count. That's when the Steagles were playing. That's how far yeah. we went back. The Steelers and the Eagles had to join up together because there wasn't yeah. enough for two teams. But that the was like... That's pre-color line. <laughs> and, and it was when they would take a year for a heel turn to happen. Don't they always... 
Oh, no, I'm now it's... Ball park and see Jackie Robinson. He's got two headlocks <laughs> in one month. That's a new record for Carla Dessa. Well, they'll, they'll actually even show those old things on uh, Madison Square Garden Network. Uh-huh. And the matches last an hour and a half, and no one claps. You know what I mean? It's very dull. And yet the places are packed. They're just packed, but the people just sat and stared. Yeah, they. Were, I think they were just thrilled to see the wrestler. I don't think they need... They could sit through 45 minutes of rest holds. <clears throat> They were just thrilled hey, Fez, to see it I live. Great, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I got a great heel turn for you, Fez. A, a, great, a comedic one that uh, a friend of mine, Brian Koppelman, screenwriter, he said, uh, here's the best uh, heel turn ever is when Bruno Sammartino got a perm. That was that was heartbreaking. I know Brian. He's actually uh, friends with, I mean, uh, brother of somebody who works here. Yeah, his sister works there. He's yeah. Good dude. Yeah, he is. He's very, very talented. Um all right, Fez, what were your other ones? Uh, Sergeant Slaughter turning on America. Uh, that dur- was big. During the that first Persian Gulf War. That's actually, I think, crossing a line. You know what I mean? Uh, I know it's entertainment. It's probably how little like we thought that we had any trouble over there. Because you couldn't see somebody like during World War II saying Hitler was good, other, no. than, other than Errol Flynn. So and that well that was also uh, behind the kayfabe here. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter steps on it, doesn't he? Go ahead. Sorry. Sergeant they, uh, Slaughter did what? Sergeant Slaughter couldn't wait to give up the championship because his kid couldn't go to school anymore from the death threats. So uh, uh, why doesn't a guy? How come a guy's never come out? I'm being serious in like an actual full KKK robe, and that's his character. I think Anthony put it best today. People get really upset about the race stuff more than anything else. And if you even Wait, bring up... Why was it? Anthony was talking about race? Yeah, yeah, he did. He he very seriously dealt with it today. We should get uh, Anthony and Jason Whitlock in a room together to talk race for, until one of them passes out. Actually, I, I will tell you the truth. I like when anyone talks race. I love it. It doesn't matter in what context, because it's always that thing that's never brought up, you know, in polite society, even after all these years. And, 100 meters, yeah. 400 meters. <laughs> uh, all right, Fez, you're waiting for your stuff. You're so excited again. I'm very excited. Uh, the next one was through the barbershop window, mm. the rockers break the up. That was the one that won on the poll, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it was the greatest because you could actually say to your friend, to this day, you just fucking kicked me through the barbershop window. And I've said that to people before. When Shawn Michaels finally made his fantastic heel turn. But you know what? This is another thing I am about picking the wrong person. I thought Janetti was the one that was going to go into superstardom. Oh, yeah. Janetti used to be the one that had the moves. Janetti would um, do the promos. Why can't you admit the, the truth, team? then, Fez? He loved them pills. Oh, no. He loved them footballs, and it fucks you up. Yeah, he liked the Vikings, right? Yeah. He always picked the Vikings. Uh, go ahead, now, Fez. Fez. You're hot. You got the stick, man. That is it. it. Take the stick, Fezzy. Don't lock on us. Don't sit there reading. Jump right back into it. This one was fantastic. I don't know if people saw it coming or not, but Andre the Giant turns on Hulk Hogan. Pulled his cross off his cross and chain off of his neck in Piper's pit. I don't remember that one on your list that day. Was that yeah, I don't remember that, that either. But I will say this. I stayed with the Giant. I wasn't yeah. one of the people to jump over. I said, I think the giant has a point there. <laughs> and the angle the angle was that 
<laughs> Andre never wanted a... <laughs> what doesn't he want? Andre never wanted a title shot. No, why would he? <laughs> because he knew he could just take it anytime he wanted to. Mm. Yeah, but he never did because he had such restraint. He, he could rip a cross off a guy's neck, but he didn't take a belt and from around his waist. Oh, yes. He should have just stabbed him. <laughs> why don't you just do this, Andre? Hey, Pose. Pepper, who asked you? Yeah. He had a point. It really, it had nothing to do with you. You know Come what? Uh, Andre was at his best when he just posed with women on his shoulders. <laughs> Every <laughs> single opportunity he got. Look, there's four girls in bathing suits on my shoulders. You know, Andre the Giant, that was the last of the two guys against one matches. We've never seen that since. That's a really good point. Does that still happen today, Fez? Uh, very rarely. They're trying to do it now with Ryback, but it's uh, it's not going over. See, I don't know who Ryback is. He is, is a giant. No, is it El Gigante coming back as a new name? I wish. No, this is a Goldberg gimmick ripoff that oh. they're using. Who's supposed to be unstoppable and yet gets stopped quite a bit? Goldberg still wrestles. No, this guy is doing a Goldberg gimmick. Mm, okay. Are you Are you going to tell us about it? Uh, well, it's base. It's just if you watch Goldberg wrestle, it was a huge undefeated streak up until he went for the world title, and he's his catchphrase is "Feed me more." Wow! Yeah, that uh, he tries to get the uh, crowd I chanting. I don't know why Jay isn't using that on his radio show. That, that oh no! I, I'm, that's why I said, "Wow!" I can't believe that I'm actually using the same catchphrase as Goldberg. <laughs> Feed me I'm more, like, everybody! Jay Sports, Fox Sports Radio. Feed me more. You heard me. Where are my phones? Um, well, no one I, knows, Ron. Even though I'm on the radio, I'm waving my hands in front of my face. Oh, you got to. You got to. All right, hold on. Anthony uh, is on here from Chicago, and he's got a touch with greatness. What do you got for me, Ant? Hey, what's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. Um, my, uh, my mom back in the day, she used to work for Warner Brothers and, uh, out in California. And, um, oh yeah. And, uh, she, uh, got hooked up with a bunch of professional wrestlers and everything. And she got pictures, uh, dated, uh, Marty Jannetty for a while. Uh, wow. So, uh, so your mom. Marty Jannetty Dick for a while. All right. So how old were you when your mom. Little <laughs> Rock. Oh, this is before I was born, I, so yeah, I might be Marty Jannetty offspring. That would be fantastic. Oh, it's a little Jannetty from Chicago. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know who my father is. So that's, Do you really uh, not? No, I don't. Holy. I think you should call back and tell the phone screener, it's little Jannetty. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you are you really are you like rocking a mullet and really colorful pants right now? <laughs> no, no, I wear a, I wear a suit. You should, wear hey, suit let's do a thing where you cut a YouTube thing just like Michael Jordan's bastard son, where you're saying Marty Jannetty needs to needs to recognize me. We'll send it into World Star Hip Hop. You like to wear yeah, a lot of streamers. Like, that would be fucking awesome. I could, uh, I could meet my my possible father. Maybe wrestle together. <laughs> All right, Janetti. Talk to you later, man. Little Janetti. That's a fucking great story. <laughs> my, I always thought that my real dad was Tony Gurria, but I never really, I never looked into it too far. Is Tony still working there, Fez? Yeah, every now and then you see Tony come from backstage as a road agent. What about that other bar, buddy of ours that was a road agent? Jerry Briscoe? Yeah. Jerry is uh, uh, semi-retired. 
had some health issues, so every now and then you'll see him, like when they're in Tampa, but doesn't go on the road. Lord Alfred Hayes is my biological father. <laughs> Crushing blow to my lower lumbar region. Fez, don't you, didn't you try to dress up like Lord Alfred Hayes for a while? Oh, yeah, in a powder blue tuxedo. I thought it was a classy look. Are you serious? Yes. Uh, Who was the guy who lived in Key West that you would always look up when we were down there? Sir Oliver Humperdinck. (laughs) Fuck. Fez would show up with him. Ron, can Sir Oliver Humperdinck come on the show for a couple minutes? For what? I feel like I'm I'm laughing so hard. I feel like I'm big. I love Sir Oliver Humperdinck. I like Lord Alfred Hayes just kept saying lower lumbar reads for back. I always liked it when he got to do the uh, billboard reads at the end of the show. WWF, brought to you by Skittles, bite-sized candies. Every impression Fez does is from the field of wrestling. Have you heard Fez do his Chris Tucker? Fez, do your Chris Tucker. I don't have a Chris Tucker. Just do it, the one you did for me the other day on the phone. Do it, man. Do the Tucker. Do it. When he says, you never touch a black man's radio, just do it. You never touch a black man's radio. No, seriously. Do it Boom. Like, like, sounding like his voice, though. You never touch a black man's radio. Oh, jeez. One more. Three is the charm, Fez. Three is the charm. You never touch a black man's radio. <laughs> Fez, he, there's... He a, nailed it. I don't know what you're talking about, Ron. Now, hey, now put some soft soap in your mouth. That's what he's doing to you, Fez. <laughs> My father was the parrot on Coco Beware Shoulder. Frankie. <laughs> Frankie Moore, the parrot. That's right. and I Whatever did... happened to Coco? I you did... know what? I wish I could take that one back. I'm better than that. That there was too easy. Co- Coco Beware, too easy. Sorry. I apologize for bringing it down. I ground it into a double play right in everybody's face. Uh, you know what? I have no problem talking about Coco occasionally. Uh, the man had a lot. He brought an animal. He had to take care of it. See, this is what people don't know, that when you did that gimmick in wrestling, you were also responsible for it. You had to fucking travel with it. You had to take care of it. So it's not like Jake the Snake had that giant snake and came off stage and handed it to someone. He had to start <laughs> saying, you know, he had to go over and call the airlines. No, I have a giant python I want to take on with me. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah. I, it is an interesting point. I, that's, there's not a lot of, nobody ever walks like a wolf into the ring with him. That's, that's the next thing. That's Peter. Peter won't allow yeah. it these days. They ruin everything. Well, what if the guy's not wearing leather boots? What if he's wearing full leather boots and walks in with a very well-cared-for wolf? Um, Chris Stanley wanted to take that little special needs restaurant owner <laughs> to the ring with him. Tim Harris. Just have him on a rope and walk down with him. <laughs> All right. Ask Stephen Wright uh, how his entrance is going to go in the WWF. All right, I'd be interested in that. No, you ask him right now. Where is he? Right here. I'm going to do an impression. Okay. Uh, Stephen Wright, what's your entrance going to be? My entrance is going to be amazing. (laughs) First thing I've decided to do is I'm going to get a flock of seagulls and release the birds before I come out through the lights. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to attach a pair of giant wings on my back. And hopefully no one will be able to separate the real birds from myself acting like a bird. And then... <laughs> oh, dude, this is the best impression you've ever done. 
I, I, I didn't have an ending for it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need one. I could have I could have waited forever. All right. Ask, ask Stephen Wright anything you want. Mark. All right. Uh, Stephen Wright, uh, who's going to be the next president of the United States? This is saying about next. All right. <laughs> oh wait, wait a minute, Jay. We have a problem. As we're talking about this, spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy oh, report. Oh, picture of me and my fucking flip flops. No, Dan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I got some bad news for you. Go Paul ahead. Bear has passed away. And I just oh. went to as we're talking. Oh. The wrestling. The irony of a pallbearer dying. Is that insane? Oh, he was great. I once met a man who passed away. His name was Coffin. And then when it was time to pick out his coffin, everybody was very confused. What kind of coffin should we use for coffin? This is the fucking best impression you've ever done. I appreciate that very much. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves earlier in the show. Little Marty Janetti called from Chicago. <laughs> That's this, the bullshit. This is the funniest. I, I got, listen, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to ask a favor, Ronnie B. Yeah. If uh, the listeners can give the podcast a little boost, if they go to iTunes and just type in more stories, they can leave a comment on iTunes. They can just type in Ron and Fez 11 to 3 so I know exactly where they came from. I fell out of the top ten, no. and I'm not used to being number fourteen. It freaks me out. <laughs> All Last right. time a guy was this good at number fourteen, it had to have been Pat Kelly, second <laughs> baseman for the Yankees in 1995. All right, buddy. Hey, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so you. Know, I'm as happy with the Stephen Wright impression as you are. No, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, I, it, I, if I swear to God, you should just try to call radio shows as Stephen Wright. I'm just driving by, and people will fall for it. It's fucking great, dude. I can't imagine the irony of a man named Paul Bearer dying. <laughs> it's almost as ironic as a man whose name was Beware being caught by surprise in a right. sleeper hold. Jay, you're losing a little bit, so tighten it back up, but it's a, it's a hell of a thing you're, you're killing. That's amazing. All right, talk I to you later, buddy. I have to go to the planetarium. Excuse me while I go look at the stars. See you, pal. All right, everyone go to iTunes and write in and whatever you do, and you're like, oh, iTunes, I like you, I like Jay. I don't know how it all works. Got iTunes, more stories. I don't have to go to iTunes, but what I will do is take one of my albums out and just write Jay Moore on it. Maybe that'll help somehow. I don't know. I'm an analog man. Fuck the digital world. How fucking weird. We never talk about old wrestling. Paul Barrett dies during the conversation. That's it's amazing. I and almost amaz feel like we brought it on him. We did. I hope not. No, we did. I liked him even better when he was Percival Pringle the Third. I remember that. That was down south, right? Yeah, down south and out in Texas. But he wasn't that big as that. Paul Barrett has put, put him over. Oh yeah, yeah. Paul Barrett Ooh, is his. You're so <laughs> His huge claim to fame managed Rick Rude for a long time in different territories. As as what? As Percy Pringle. God, so many of those guys die young. Fifty three. Jesus, dude.
I thought he was much older. Well, he always played older, didn't he? Yeah. Is it 53 or 58, 58 Chris? 58, 58. I got my Get it fucking together, dude. 53 or 58. 50. This is fucking journalism we're doing here. 58. I don't think giving him the five years is going to help his family. That fucking Stephen Wright thing killed me. No one's going to believe that he's dead. They're just going to think this is an angle. Vince faked his death. Vince faked Paul Bearer's death? Faked his own death. So, you know, anyone associated with this could be all. They could all be still alive. I'm sure he'll want to be cremated. He could actually go in the urn that the Undertaker carries around. So Undertaker has to win WrestleMania now, right? This one's for Paul. Why didn't he fucking take care of Paul the last 15 years? Uh, spent a lot of money on tattoos. They say what killed him? Uh, unknown. They were saying that he had really bad health problems the last decade, including gallbladder issues. Goldberg issues. That's the worst thing you could have. Ryback issues. If I was right back, I'd always ask for a buyback wherever I went. Because you were in your glory there, huh? Yeah, that was it, yeah. Should we just have an old wrestling segment for you once a week like we do with Blowhard? You can just look at the past. Well, that would be fun, but I really should be able to talk about more things than classic heel turns. He always, you know, even when he has a good moment, he turns on himself. That's the classic heel turn. When Fez kicked himself through the barbershop window. Alright, I don't know what I did. I just tried to do that thing for Jay. But I think I just bought the Beach Boys' greatest hits by mistake. Oh, Jesus. How do you delete? You gotta get a refund. I'm gonna put them on unfollow. That's not how it works on iTunes. Fez, I'm gonna go on iTunes for a second. Give me your credit card. By the way, you know what Fez's credit card number is? Seven. That's how early he got in. The fucking first week of credit cards? How, this is what I love. Fez's fucking uh, name check and Bruno San Martino and Larry Zabisco. And our callers aren't even alive when Marty Janetti was fucking born. That's the thing. You Google image search Marty Janetti, it's mostly mugshots. <laughs> so, he had a problem. I know. I mean, for some reason, we, we take a disease and we turn it into a crime instead of a treatable disease. Jake the Snake's feeling a lot better. That's up in the uh, on the iBank today. He's beating it all, thanks to yoga and friendship. That's all you need? Shit. Love Jake the Snake. He was the best. Love Jake. Hated the snake. Oh, the snake was great. Throw it on people, freak them out. Who killed his snake? Earthquake? Earthquake. Yeah. No. Sat on his snake. Yeah, but you know what? Let me just say this. Since it was in the bag, I don't know whether that snake was dead or not. It could have been a carny move. Well, just Jake's reaction when he had to open the bag and look inside. Jake's reaction or all of our reactions? That was the fucking day America lost its innocence. Look who it is. Hard Rock Johnny. Hello, boys. I'm calling to tell you that my father is actually Haystacks Calhoun. Oh. Going way back. back. I actually have a pair of uh, 
overall coveralls that I wear all the time. Uh, those were were they shorts though? <laughs> no, he wore. You know, he was definitely in the full coveralls haystack. All right, let's take a look at it because I think he wore them kind of high. No, that what's his name wore them kind of uh, country. Who's the country guy, Jim? Uh, Hillbilly Jen. Oh, Jen. You know what? I <clears throat> fucking went to see it. It was a knockoff show. What do you call those, Fez? Um, like they're like the house show. No, no, but I mean, it's not even the bet the real guy. House show. Anyway, I, I saw Hillbilly Jim Backus, and it was so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm looking at haystacks. How's the man not have a bulge? <laughs> oh god! It always bothers me. He's bulgeless. He says I have a cool chain that he's going to beat people with. All right, there he was fat enough that people would pay money to see him. Today he'd just be another guy on the internet. <laughs> That's how much the fucking nation has changed. He was out of his time. See, if you go to that photo in the center of the page, Chris, you see that his overalls are really just come down to his calves. All right, good good call for me. Let me say, so yeah, those wow. are kind of shorts. You yeah. were, that's knees, my friend. Oh, yeah. That's a fucking short. So I'm right. Johnny's wrong. Damn, I thought Again. he was full, and I thought Hillbilly Jim had Do me a favor. Send that to, send those pictures to, uh, to Johnny. Along with the term, now who's fucking crazy? Now, that's in the subject. Haystacks had a bit of a weight problem. Actually, his calves came down to his ankles. Oh, poor, leave the poor guy alone. Yeah, Paul Bearer, they said at one point, was weighed like 500 and plus pounds, which I guess is probably never good for you. Well, he had some kind of operation, too, didn't he, Fuzz? Yeah, yeah, yeah he tried to uh, have some gastric bypass done. Yes, he did. He had the bypass. Mm. Didn't do well for him, though. No, he lost a lot of weight at first, like maybe, I think like maybe 60 pounds, and then everything just stopped, and he had all kinds of health issues from it. 60 pounds, come on now. Gotta lose more than that, buddy. We lost a lot of the greats uh, today. Uh, Paul Barra and um, Chavez gone on the same day. Two fucking great heels. By the way, Fez, my vote for greatest heel turn was Sergeant Slaughter. Because that led to Hulk Hogan. Hogan wasn't around before Slaughter? He was, but he wasn't, you know, because what happened then was Slaughter, then the Iron Sheik, and they had their feud, and then Slaughter turned back good, lost the title to the Sheik, and then the Sheik was anti-American, and Hogan became the All-American guy and beat him at Madison Square Garden for the title, which I was, oh. I was at By the way, so kid. many kids today follow the sheik on twitter and just fucking crack up because <laughs> he does things in real time like he'll be watching the oscars and like attacking the oscars as if it was 1980s wrestling <laughs> and even bring up old wrestlers it's fucking hysterical read a couple of them chris all right here's just a random one with the yeah. oscars andrew bynum equals dog shit <laughs> <laughs> Buy my t-shirt today or go fuck yourself worse than Chris Brown. <laughs> uh, hashtag follow Friday. Iron Sheik otherwise. Go fuck your own ass and have a good day. God bless the Friday. God bless the cold beer. Good night and go fuck yourself forever. Well, get one where he compares fucking celebrities with... Uh, 
80s wrestlers. Uh, I go on the Howard Stern show today, and that fucking piece of shit Hulk Hogan tried to fuck with me. I beat the fuck out of him one more time. <laughs> Albert Del Rio, not the Tito Santana. No good motherfucker. Be the real. <laughs> Triple H, Iron Sheet class, not like the piece of shit No Good Motherfucker Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> he won't drop any of these things. <laughs> Ang Lee win Oscar, but still Oscar have a bigger dick than him. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking great. <laughs> Renee Zellweger worse than the Mel Gibson. <laughs> how, how come um, the a O and A don't have him back on to piss himself again? That was one of the classic shows of all time. He was demanding more beers. They they were trying to get booze for him. Adele win now. She forever in the King Kong King Kong Bundy class. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he just has a tweet that says "fuck the Tuesday." Yesterday. That was <laughs> Must not a bad one. Well, he doesn't like to put up with shit. That's for sure. Barbara Streisand looked like Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> he says that about a lot of people, though. Iron Sheik, big in Japan, bigger than no good punk motherfucker, Mister Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Kidman, you buy my Iron Sheik t-shirt IronSheik.org Or you and the Oscars can go fuck yourself I wonder if she went and bought one after that I would She has to, it's a Sheik Still, I like to beat the fuck out of that Sandra Bullock husband <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he can still fucking fight Because he was always strong as fuck I'm sure fuck people up he was an Olymp He was actually a real Olympic wrestler. He was a Greco-Roman wrestler in the Olympics in like I think the late '60s. He actually was a. I think he was a title. Well, he player. used to fucking sit and work out with those big Indian clubs, like yeah, it was clubs. Yeah. Like it was the 1900s. But those yeah. things are fucking hard as fuck to start swinging around. Only the Tron only the John Travolta fuck more white girls than RG three. <laughs> Hulk Hogan fuck more white guys than the John Travolta. <laughs> it's true. Everything he's fucking saying is true. But I'm like, these fucking young kids, they're always reading the shit and laughing, but they never even were around for him. Short film mean you have short dick. <laughs> <laughs> the Paul Warren and Melissa McCarthy look like Jimmy Hart in the earthquake. <laughs> I would love Why isn't this guy on TV fucking doing one of those style segments? Best Cinematography, also named Best Who Gives a Fuck. <laughs> I didn't realize he was so into film. No, he loves film. He loves anything that's current event. <laughs> the Goonies, better than movie The Master. <laughs> well, no one Day said it wasn't. The Daniel Day-Lewis or the Daniel Gay-Lewis? Hey. Um, here's, uh, that's true. Uh, Doug, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. I've got a lifeboat for Fezzy. It's old-time NWA tag team. It's either... Uh, eight six six Ron Zero Fez, eight six six Ron Zero Fez. I have another one here. Go ahead, Stacy Keebler. Call me. She come over. I show her my camel. She tell me I am the legend, not her jabroni noodle dick boyfriend, the George Clooney. <laughs> Jason, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey Ron Fez. Hey, uh, I used to be an independent wrestler back in the day, and I met Iron Sheik about eight nine years ago, and he was still doing those uh, those club things. That guy's so strong as hell. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mess with him now. How old do you think he is? Is he 80? I mean, he is not... He's 72, according wow. to the internet. 72 and still strong as fuck. 
Coco Beware when Oscar for the bird seed balls. <laughs> I think you, I think you already spent your bit there, dude. It's fun. I know it was, but it seemed like your timing got off and just you know just started to slide. God, if we were to stop when you peaked, we'd it'd have been a legendary break. <laughs> That's the power of editing. Well, this is real life. Edit me out of it somehow. Edit me out of it. Johnny, what have you been up to lately? Not Planning much. the Paul Barrett fucking memorial over at the I Hard Rock? I'm going to see if I can get some pants and hang his pants up. He had famous pants. Oh, you know what? I was just reading that the uh, Kiss guys are really going to try to go strong against the Hard Rock, huh? Yeah, whatever. What do they call themselves? Rock and wrestling? Yeah. I don't know. They got some. First, they, well, they're going with the mini golf angle first. Good. It's always good to have Kiss mini golf because you can never have enough mini golf when you're in Vegas. It, I'm a big fan of mini golf. It's as good as golf, but it's faster. <laughs> and you can lose to a three year old, which is always nice. <laughs> Monster mini golf. Are you always going to yeah. stay in the celebrity food business, Johnny, or you got other plans? I think I like my celebrity food business for now. Yeah, it seems to I, me that you can make a, a good deep-sea fisherman. You know, it's funny. I always wanted to be one of those when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Go on Deli's Catch. Yeah, I, I, no, that's too scary now. I, I, would, I always wanted to be a commercial fisherman. That was really a no, no, no lie. I thought it would be fun to be a commercial fisherman. I actually want to do a thing, and Johnny, maybe if you're interested in investing, it seems like it'd be perfect. We get a boat, but it's a wooden boat, and we go out and we harpoon whales the old way. Just fucking actually throwing spears into their back. I'd do that with just a couple guys on a boat with some, with just oars, no no engines or anything, right? Well, we're going to have sails. I mean, we're not fucking Vikings. Yeah. No, we got to have a sail, but then we go on and we get one of those and we go on the Nantucket sleigh ride for a while until he tires out and then we kill the motherfucker. The excitement of when that whale takes its last breath and just floats to the top and you're on top of it cutting pieces out. You really need to kill the whale. Yeah. Well, that's how you going to make candles. Well, no one's going to believe that you ever threw a harpoon into one unless you bring it back. See, there's, there's no reason to go around killing whales. And what you always do? smell like perfume or at least Axe body spray. That's made out of whale. No! Yes. This fucking whale is gigantic. Well, who wants to kill a small whale? <laughs> oh, I got an eight-pound whale. <laughs> the babies are a lot easier to kill. My harpoon cut it right in half. <laughs> There's that that uh, wicked tuna show. They actually they they have a, one of the boats actually goes out and they do harpoon the tuna. They have a guy who stands on the bow, guy up in the pilot house looking down, and they have a spotter in an airplane. They chase him, and the guy has the big giant harpoon. I mean, it's not as fun as with a whale because they're not as big, but still they harpoon. They're still harpooning them out there. I think that could be fun. I I actually kicked the whale once, but it had already washed up on the beach. <laughs> How does it feel? Great, man. I mean, it's, it's little fucking eyes were looking out. I mean, you could tell that I couldn't breathe well. Oh, I just fucking went up and kicked it as hard as I could. That's fucked up. The, the thing's dying. It's suffocating that, basically. And what you're saying, the big problem is me kicking it. <laughs> it's not helping anything. Would, would you want Ronnie to just push him back in the ocean? Be free, little whale. I mean, what's he going to do? Mercy kill it. Yeah, that's why he kicked him. And then I tagged it. All right, see, that's... that's was it a stencil? Or? Yeah, I take the stencil with me everywhere. Well, that's pretty cool, but... 
All right, Johnny. Talk to you later, buddy. Later, boys. It's a weird fucking day around here today. We haven't even gotten to our memes. Found out some guests can't do the show over something Fezzy said. How many years ago now, Fez? Why did you ever pick up that phone and call that like that? You've done some crazy shit over the years, but that was one of the fucking weirdest. Called them in L.A. I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to rebuild. I would think that there's only one person that could rebuild, and he hasn't said a word. When you said it to me off the air, when I brought it up on... I'm on it. See, here's the thing. For you to rebuild, Chris, Yeah. and don't take this the wrong way. Oh, okay. You would have to give two fucks about your job. <laughs> what the fuck? I give all my fucks. <laughs> more, much more than two. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing, is that you and I were emailing at 2 o'clock in the morning last night, <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of shitty fucking show is this going to be tomorrow <laughs> if we're both up at 2? Um... <laughs> uh, Here's uh, Marshall from Texas, so I hope it's Marshall Dillon. Oh, man. I got called up my whole childhood. Um, but, uh, no, man, I, I called up uh, yesterday about popcorn. I was going to commend Fezzi for his bravery, because I, I wouldn't be in the same room with that crazy fucking kid. But uh, I had popcorn as a, as a call screener, and every time I called with it, he'd go like, who? Who are you talking about? Like, you, popcorn. You're crazy. And I'd hear a keyboard clickety-clack, and then you hang up on me. Happened like two or three times yesterday. Um, you might be the guy that made him sick. Remember he said? He was running. That, yeah, that, yeah he, he would go down and throw up because he said our callers were making him sick. Does he have anxiety problems? I think he has. I think he has some some real anxiety problems. I'm trying to diagnose this kid. I'm no doctor. But here's the other thing. As much as we liked him doing the uh, characters at all? Did we put pressure by saying you got to have a new character tomorrow? When we when the first, last week when we first did it, he seemed very excited about it because yeah. he had you know, being part of the show and all. But t yesterday when I went to go talk to him about it. He looked like it was to, like a totally different person. Like he felt he looked he, maybe because it was he was sick, or maybe he got sick because he had to come back in and do characters. I don't know. Does he live with his parents? I believe so. We got to find out if there's somebody we could talk to. Yeah, I just worry about the kid. Yeah, yesterday he was a real he was a bit of a mess, and you know he was in and out of the booth all day, just going going in the bathroom, like he was he was gone half the time. I don't know if he was shitting or puking or whatever. A lot of health problems from the go. Yeah, but you know, people don't realize how much there's a connection between mental and physical health problems. I found out he was running around looking for an energy drink yesterday, which isn't going to help any sort of anxiety problem. Well, we don't know if it's anxiety. We're just saying that. It's a guess. We don't know what's wrong with him. We're not therapists yet. Uh, as soon as this online course is over, and let me tell you something right now, it's a fucking bear. Shit, I, I didn't realize online classes get that nuts. I am going to be an online therapist. Unfortunately, there is a... I can only treat people online. Do you mail like, their prescriptions? Uh, what did you write up here? All right, well, 
Cappy's the kill list. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie Ice. Oh, yeah. Girl who wouldn't date him. <laughs> E-Rock. Sam. Here's what I'm going to... I worry about. That there is no popcorn Cappy Joe. That he's merely a manifestation of all Fez's anxieties. Whoa. It's a projection, man. Because HR just sent me an email yeah. that said, you only got one intern this semester. Who's Fez been talking to? This is like Inception. And Fez uh, sent him back to build that bridge with that large company. That's time and time again. No. It's coming back to haunt. But it's the give and take that, that works. Um... Here's John. John, you're on the Ron Fez Show. Hi, Joe, Ronnie. I just wanted to tell you that the great Alvin Lee from 10 years after passed away today. Get out of here. Yeah, get you mad. My buddy, friend of mine, uh, drummed with him quite a bit, and he just texted me. This is a terrible day. Terrible day, yes. It's like a, a dark day of death. Alvin Lee died. Plus, this fucking poison snow is about to drop. We should just walk out into it. Why isn't Earl writing up uh, the thing right now? Earl should be writing up the obituary as we speak. The last one Earl uh, ran, wrote up was Bonnie Franklin, and we didn't run it. This is a really depressing day. First Paul Bauer, poor Paul Bear. What do you call him? Isaac Paul Bar is what I called it. <laughs> I meant to say Paul Bearer. But I love when you make a mistake because I know it hurts you. Because it sounds so good in my brain, and then it comes out of my mouth, and it's fucking shit. You should leave everything in your brain. That's where you're at your best. I'll get it done one day. Um, we've got uh, Sandra Bernhard stopping by in a couple moments. Are you going to do a... Uh, First responders on that? Yeah. I like to keep giving out prizes. We got prizes to give. I'm going to turn this shit out. And then we're going to do a big prize in the meme contest, which we'll get to later. Uh, so she's at Sandra Bernhard. At Sandra Bernhard. Maybe we'll double prize today. Twofer? She's uh, going to be playing the Tarrytown Music Hall in New York this Saturday. Where's Tarrytown? It's uh, just slightly upstate. Slightly upstate is way upstate to me. Maybe I'll go up for that. It's like right around like White Plains. Yeah, I love it up there. Love the country. Which isn't... It's really, Wide open spaces. Which isn't really far at all, actually. It's basically just above the Bronx. That's at... Um, yeah, but that Blue Hill restaurant is up that way, right? That's yeah. a farm. I had maybe the best meal of my life up there. Although I did have to look at all the animals before they killed them. Oh. Do they taste good? 
Well, my um, favorite was Fluffy, oh. the sheep. Poor sheep. Yeah. Well, at least it died, you know, being delicious. <laughs> True. Not, not like Ernie the Duck, who I think was a, a little greasy. <laughs> Send to Bernhardt.com to check it out or go to Terrytown Music Hall. Dot com uh, for the Twitter contest. It's going to be at Sandra Bernhard. Uh, and we'll have something up for that on the iBang as well. I might have to talk to Rob because I might line up a new thing. When popcorn doesn't work, neither am I. Because I can't work without the kid. He's... He is... Uh, when he is here, he's a worker. And when he's not sick... And when <laughs> it's just not true. It's just not true. I mean, like he's an odd, funny character. What if he's listening? Oh yeah. But uh, you know that Matty Ice is just a beast. Oh yeah. Matty Ice seems to me, and I'm not trying to say this in the wrong way, is like a 10, 15 year veteran in broadcasting. It's just a weird thing about him. He's a really young guy. He seems much older. He's very professional. He's really everything I give him. He fucking nails. And uh, it's a pleasure to have on the team. He reminds me of his professionalism. Darren bewitched his husband. He just has that thing. Like, there's a madman thing about oh. him back when younger guys would be men. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, he's about 22, I think. Man. Yeah. He's, he's really young. And he just seems like a, uh, uh, a man. Um, I know that Senator uh, Bernhardt is also going to be doing that Prince uh, tribute. Is that at Radio City? Yeah. Is that where that's going down? Oh, God, that's another show I should be going to. Who's all in that show? Look it up for me. Oh, it's going to be Carnegie Hall. I know Maya Rudolph is going to be doing it. Who is also, by the way, somebody with a fantastic voice. But she is, uh, that's in her blood. Uh, Maya Rudolph's uh, mother was a great singer. Okay, uh, Elvis Costello. Jesus. The Waterboys, Talib Kweli, Booker T, Betty LeVette, Sandra Bernhardt, Blind Boys of Alabama, Alice Smith, Maya Rudolph. Carnegie Hall does some really fucking cool shows like that. The Roots. And they'll just be, the Roots will show up at anything. They'll, they'll do everything. D'Angelo. Um, but it's like a one and done that they do there. They did one for the Stones one night that was incredible. That they make Jimmy Fallon really cool. That there is house band that the guys like the guys like that. I remember when Jimmy Fallon got them and I'm like, okay, that's a great idea. They they'll give him like a little bump up and then within, you know, six months they're gonna be like, This is too crazy and they stay with it. And what they do now is what Paul Schaefer used to do back in the 80s and 90s. Just be everywhere. Just be part of it. Yeah, and then Paul started to have kids or whatever and be like, you know what, I'll just do my thing. But the Roots are everywhere all the time playing with everyone. And by the way, they're also going to do an album with uh, Elvis Costello, uh, which I heard is just absolutely fantastic. All right, uh, here's some of the things Sandra's going to be doing. Um, she's going to be on the Neighbors TV show this Wednesday night. An unconventional driver's ed teacher. 
uh, Thursday, the music of Prince, the Tarrytown thing on March 9th, then the 16th is Scottsdale Center Performing Arts, and then, uh, what is this bottom fucking thing up? What town is that upstate? Patchog. Patchog. I don't know Patchog. Theater for the uh, Performing uh, Arts out in Strong Island. Patchog. Where, how far is that on Long Island? Keep that up for me, that thing that you had. Um, how far up is that? Oh, not that far at all. There's too many Indian names out there. I mean, I learned Reconcoma, and then that's it. I'm done now. Gotta give props. That's about halfway along the island. Uh, Jay, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm just listening to you talk about the Roots and the Prince show at uh, Carnegie there. And just recently, uh, Prince was on Fallon, and he saw Captain Kirk's uh, Epi, 61 Epi. Asked him if he could play it, borrow it. He said, sure. So he's out front doing uh, one of his songs. At the end of the song, he takes the guitar off, and in one motion... Whips it up in the air, it lands on the stage, snaps the neck, or sorry, snaps the head of the guitar. It's on YouTube, you can check it out. Whose guitar was it? It was Captain Kirk's. It was it's, uh, the lead guitarist for the uh, the roof. That is fucking crazy. Yeah, dude, I mean, seriously, he showed it on Twitter, and uh, he, he went up to Prince afterwards, asked him if he'd sign it, and yeah. Prince said no. Ha! <laughs> That's awesome. That's bigger than life. Uh, let's bring in uh, the great Sandra Bernhardt. Please don't look at me. Every day is so wonderful, and suddenly. Hard to breathe. Now and then I get insecure from all the pain. I'm so ashamed. But I am beautiful no matter what they say. So don't you bring me down today To all your friends You're delirious So consumed With all you do Gone. Left the puzzle undone That's the way it is But you are beautiful No matter what they say Words can bring you down You are beautiful In every single way
So don't you bring me down today No matter what they do That is fantastic, Sandra Bernhardt, who, uh, well, you're going to be doing the Prince tribute. Be tomorrow night at Carnegie Hall. I'll be doing the Little Red Corvette. Really? Yeah, well, it's, sort of, it's one of my signature songs. Now, here's the beauty of it, though. We're talking about Prince. Elvis Costello yeah. is in this show, The Roots. So you can be out with those kind of people musically on that level yeah. and then also doing comedy. Right. But you, as you know, I sing in all of my shows. All your shows. So I have my own band with me, the right. Flawless Zircons. Yeah. My They're going to be performing with you? Yes, they will be. Have you done Carnegie Hall before? I've done, I've done ben other benefits at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. This is also a benefit. Is it a, is it a weirder thing than any it's other room? It's kind of amazing. I mean, yeah. the sound is really like... It's, you stand there and go, this, how can the sound be so amazing? Yeah. Because it is, because it was built for performance. And you know, the the strange thing is also you go into that room and it's that history uh, of that room as I well. I mean, and the, the orchestras, the opera the, the opera singers, the rock people. I mean, it's just like, it's, you know, it's it's amazing. But you, you will go anywhere and do anything. That's the thing about you. You don't care. Uh, it's acting, it's TV, you write. Right. You're, why are you so comfortable wherever you go? Well, because I'm, you know, I'm old school entertainer. Yeah. You know, I'm like the throwback to the, the people who performed, you know, in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. People did everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody kind of either came out of burlesque or cabaret or, you know, I mean, and then they kind of segued into their acting. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the Shirley MacLaine's, the Sammy Davis Juniors, the Frank Sinatra. Frank was a singer, right. which turned out to be a great actor. So nothing intimidates you along those lines. You're not like uh, you, you know. Listen, there's there, there there might be a specific situation. You know, mm -hmm. I think the most daunting idea to me is doing a theater piece day in and day out, just because I think I get bored. The grind too, right? Grind. Just, just uh, people don't realize just how exhausting. I like my that freedom. Is. You know, yeah. I mean, if you have to stick to a script and you go in there every day and you have to hit the same mark every time. I think after like the, f the end of the first week, I'd be ready to go nuts. Well, that's the kind of stand-up that you are too. You have your material, but you're always going I'm always off, off on different trajectories and tangents. And the great thing about seeing you too is the band is always ready to play. That's Everyone's right. Everyone's just standing yeah. there. They have to say you could be going off doing a 25-minute stand-up. Uh, riff, but the band better be ready better, at that second. Well, sometimes I even send them off stage now, when they, but they know when they when they hear a certain cue, they run back on. Uh, when do, when do you know I'm going to go into a song? Is there a time for you, or you just I you know sometimes I might just get go off on you know a speaking tangent, like I'm really mm -hmm. into like the idea and the riff, and I'm you know then all of a sudden I'll be like oh I'm then I'll move back into another piece again that leads into a song. You know you just want to break right. it up. What's uh what's on your mind current event wise right now? What do you because you have a tendency to grab things and the zeitgeist? Yeah, you obsess on them a little bit. You beat them up a little bit. You pull them in and out. You know, it it, it kind of I jump all over the place. You mm -hmm. know, from you know Hollywood parties I've been to mm -hmm. to a little bit of the political landscape to stories about my my kid who's fourteen and a half now. Fourteen and a half. That's a that's not the easiest. The age. treacherous age. Yeah. You know, but you can't. You got to hang in there with them because 
you you got to remember the way they were and the way they're going to be again. <laughs> right. It's that little, you know, it's that little in-between pocket. It, it really is. And, you know, this is why I, I started to have this theory now, is that's why I think maybe a strict school is good, because then they can rebel against... Yes. Easy stuff. Give them stuff to yeah, rebel against. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. You know, make them think, hey, I'm going to wear my shirt tail out because it's a big fuck you. Yeah. Because when you have a liberal school, and I kind of went to one that was, you know, the kind of the teachers that got their degrees in the 60s. Yeah. And they were just like, do it. And we ran roughshod. Yeah. Over them. No, we no, went no, crazy. no. She, she goes to a school that's got, you know, it's parameters. Right. But it's you know, you know, she's going to rebel a little bit yeah, because of I her mean, this mom is. Hard, is. It's hardly, you know, it's something to really worry about what she's up to. She's she's a good kid. Yeah, but it, you know, but it's fun stuff to talk about, and you know, it's fun. It's a funny, juxta- ironic juxtaposition between me, who I am, and what I've done yeah. in my life. The perception of who I am and who I really am as right. a mother with my kid. And you, you know what I mean? So it's like layer upon layer. Well, most people think that your private life was a lot crazier. Yeah. Well, was. I mean, back in the day, you know, it yeah. was it was certainly like I was exposed to people in situations. Had I been somebody who was like really into drugs or really fucked up, mm-hmm. I could have gone down a right. mir- myriad of paths. Right. But. You know, I still had fun. I still did my thing. But I always hung back and observed and watched people and, you know, had endless sources of material and fun things to, to, to you know, well, talk you all, about. But you always had the junkie chic look, even when you weren't. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. So it always like, oh. Oh, I know. Everybody always yeah. thought I was like, you know, strung up, <laughs> fucked up, on drugs, you know, high, right. crazy. You know, I'd go on Letterman. I, I think half the time people thought I was, you know, just done a line of blow. Oh, right. But, you know, never have. How much did you plan all those Letterman's? Because those were always like... Well, you know, you'd always do your pre-interview. Yeah. And you'd have to have like, you know, you'd have to have places to go and marks to hit and jokes to tell. But then once I got out there, of course, it was like, you know, right. all bets were off. You loved to throw him off as well. Too, yeah, right? well, it was, just, it was just fun because he played the straight man like he does. Uh-huh. And then, you know, because then he'd turn it around on me and throw a zinger at me and surprise me. So it was always, you know, it was always good fun. Isn't it weird whoever has the 1230 slot is so loose and it's so yeah. fun. And then one hour up yeah. and it's the tensest thing in the I world. I know. I know. I think it's just sort of a a natural inclination to like think, oh, my God, pe- people are watching at this right. hour. As opposed to 1230, like. Nobody's. I guess the people they think are watching are so half cocked and out of <laughs> right. it anyway. Who cares? I actually tell people, younger people all the time. I go, man, I saw Jay Leno in in the eighties, and he was just such a killer. Yeah, comic says that. And then you know, you saw that he fell into this thing where I've got to do something proper. I got to do the proper I just think show. He just got fell apart. Period. You know what I mean? I just think the whole like going back and forth and not really being the heir apparent. Right. You know, but but kind of just getting in there anyway, in spite of the fact that everybody was like, what's he doing here? Right. Well, have you ever seen anyone as successful as him who has been as disrespected by his own company? No. They just treat him like shit. I know. You know? Well, you know, I don't think he cares. You don't think it bothers you? He just I don't wants think to do he's jokes. just one of those kind of guys who just kind of like barrels through it. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Uh, you uh, are out on the road, and you don't always do the road. You take 
long yeah, periods well, of time. I mean, often. I'm, I'm, I have new new agents who are like actually booking me throughout the year. Really? Yeah. So I'll be on the road, but not in the way like a rock and roll band is. I mean, like okay, like this Saturday night I'm at Terrytown Music Hall. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, March 9th. and then like a week later I'm in Scottsdale. Arizona at the Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts, March 16th. And I'm at the Patchog Theater, April 13th. So, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's days. Right, there's, there's days that. Yeah, I come home. I'm home for two weeks. I go back out and do two or three days. Um, but also, I'm on um, a really cute show tonight called The Neighbors on ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, I play a driver's ed teacher named Mrs. Porsche. Don't ask. <laughs> yeah, right. It comes on right before um, Modern Family. You uh, still love acting. You still yeah, well, I'm that. really, that's my main, you know, goal right now is to get back on television on, on a full-time situation. And a friend of mine just wrote a uh, an idea that I'll be going out to pitch in April with another actress for the two of us. I won't say who it is, but somebody fabulous. How do the how do the pitches work for people that have never seen? Well, you know, the fortunately the writer came up with the idea, my friend David Brin, so he'll be doing most of the pitching. But they love it when the actresses come or the actors right. come in because it's like exciting and glamorous, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. So you know, he does he does the main story pitch. The two of us will chime in and go, and we'll be doing this. I'm really love it, and <laughs> you give them a little idea how the relationship will right. appear. And you know we'll be all we'll be going all over the place from HBO to like you know. So you don't want Amazon. to talk about the premise. You you don't want to give it away. They'll no. all steal it. They'll come in. That's right. They'll grab it. That's right. But I'm also working on a scripted show based on my first five years in Los Angeles. So it'll be a great role for a really funny young actress mm-hmm. playing me. Are you going to do this as TV yeah. or yeah? Yeah. Wow, your first five years. So you went out there in what, 74? Cinco, Cinco de Mayo, 1974, I arrived in L.A. When L.A. was pretty crazy. When L.A. was like crazy, fun. Yeah. You know, you could drive from West Hollywood to the beach in 20 minutes. And everybody was partying. No one yeah. knew anything was wrong. You no. know what I mean? Like, no. Everybody, then, everybody was doing their thing. Yeah. Performers were getting up and, you know... At open mic nights and just like saying whatever came into their minds, you know, and it was like, and then I came along and started doing my act and everybody's like, oh my God, because it was very, you know, it was, it was confessional, mm-hmm. you know, it was like Patty Smith meets, you know, Richard Pryor meets Lily Tomlin meets Bette Medler. I mean, I was just like going up there and talking about my life and right. nobody, nobody like me was doing that no you're young and of course your act it was like straight and gay and black and white yes no one knew yes. what the hell to do with it exactly it was anti-hollywood pro-hollywood yes. glam- it was crazy it was well it was just whatever yeah was real for me in that moment you know and week to week it was different you know and i was a manicurist during the day to like all these wonderful, you know, Jewish ladies who were like my surrogate mothers mm-hmm. who were so amused by me, you know, so I would take the, you know, the, the, the beauty world and incorporate that into my act. And, you know, it was just, it was, there's so many stories to tell. Well, there's so much great stuff because you're daring stuff, but the, the beauty of it is a lot of time with you, you'll go out past where the audience is, but when you're in the audience, you're like, oh, I get her when no one else does. But I think a lot of people, do that when you do like a lot of people think i'm the only one who's really connecting with her now exactly i don't know why i don't know even how that happens i don't either you go off you go off in these places where if you're in the audience you think oh 
uh, Sandra's lost everybody but me here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only yeah. one still with her. That's right. I'm hanging in. And thank God I'm still able to do that because, like, how depressing if you, like, lose that wonderful ability to be, like, a, a channel and a free spirit. Right. You have to be careful not to get too much craft. You know yeah, what I mean? It's dangerous. You, because you're like, oh, I know if I do this, this, and this, I'll have them. But then everyone leaves and forgot about it. You That's know what right. I mean? That's right. You really do want to leave there going, I'm not sure. I agree. Some of that, like that, well, the guy who helped you so much, Paul Mooney, has done that to me a million times where I'm like, oh, I disagree. Yeah. Kind of agree with some of it. And then later, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I think Maybe you that might was be more right. right. Maybe it was more right on. Than, yeah. Yeah. And that's hard to do today because everybody wants that kind of fucking group think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And people really want their hands held, you know, whether it's a. Uh, you know, it's the, the gay LGBT community or, you know, the feminists or, you know, I mean, everybody wants to be told that, you know, you're the person for them. Right. But I'm the person for everybody. Yeah. Because if you're disenfranchised and you're lost, you're looking for somebody who just is comfortable in their own skin and holds their own. Yeah, it, it becomes, uh, I think, dangerous whenever anyone groups together and says, this is us. Yeah. You know, even if you're doing that against the storm, before you know it, you're the one saying, hey, that person is on the outside. It's exactly. human nature. It is. It is. Um, and you have a tendency, and you do it well, you piss people off and you end up in trouble every once in a while. Well, I hope that I never lose that ability yeah. to do that, especially in the world today where it just seems like people get fake mad at people you right know? like you've offended justin bieber right or or beyonce and you're like no that's not what i'm going for here the other thing that's great too is now it's it's always that thing where the comedian comes back and said look i'm really sorry oh no i've no, learned no, no, so no, no. much no they tried to do it to joan rivers the other day she was having no part of it yeah now joan joan's gone way yeah. beyond the point of no return and God bless her for it, because yeah. she is another person. And again, it's going to probably take her dying before everyone goes, hey, that was great. Yeah. But I see her now, and I'm like, I think she's working on an edge far beyond where a lot of 22, 24-year-olds. Oh, my God, she is unbelievable. People you know? are. Yeah. Absolutely. Because the, the other thing is contrived. Joan is just like, she'll just say whatever's on her yeah. mind, and she really is there in the moment, as I try to do in my own way. I think that you are less kind of needy with the audience than she is. Yes. I think she really does yeah. think, look, put me up on this thing, where you know, and I thought I pretty much thought you had it as a kid, where you felt like, this is the fucking cool table where I am. Yeah. I know the other people don't think so, but this is the cool yeah. table. Well, this is true. It's also like I'm not necessarily looking for, yeah, the feedback from the audience and like mm -hmm. every, everybody love me because it's like the people I the people I need to love me love me already. When did you meet? How long were you in L.A. before you met Paul Mooney? Um, less than a year. Really? Yeah. And that I, changed everything for you? Everything. Mooney was like... Because Bernhard, your cigarette come to life. <laughs> They're gonna put you through hell in a pair of ca uh, kerosene drawers. <laughs> and you said, "Good." I said, "I just looked at him. I thought, ah, in the Mooney." And then he took me to the Parisian room, and all the black clubs. And he, you know, would say, and if people didn't get it, he'd go up and go, "You don't understand the white lady. You don't understand the white lady. Let me explain her to you." 
And he'd scream and yell and re- read them to filth. The uh, the black clubs were a lot more hardcore in those days as well, oh, too. absolutely. Yeah. Because really, you know, they were, what, 10 years since the civil rights yeah. thing? So yeah. black people in the 1970s were still kind of feeling oh. their oats, you know? Well, honey, I mean, I think they, they burned down, you know, Compton just, you know, in 68. <laughs> yeah, it was still smoldering. There were, yeah, honey, there were some, still some burning embers. <laughs> and you're going in to do stand-up. Yeah. And you didn't grow up around black people, right? I mean, you're oh, from... Oh, yeah, I did in oh, Flint, Michigan. Oh, you were in Michigan before you yeah, went to Arizona? Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, no, we were, like, exposed to Motown and, you Those know, were all your performers? That was everybody that you loved? Diana Ross and, you know, the Supremes and Aretha and the Temptations. And, you know, I mean, I would literally listen to our AM radio staring out at the snow falling and you would hear... Stop in the name of love for yeah. the first time. Amazing this was in stuff. In the sixties, you know. Yeah. Talk about. I mean, the serious thing to uh, Motown being almost taken for granted when that had to be maybe the greatest American company oh, we've ever had. Yeah, in the sixties, you had Motown and you had NASA, and there wasn't a lot else to be really proud of That's besides true. that. But those two, so those true. two companies just kicked ass for a while. Yeah. And Diana Ross. I think is one of those people that almost made it look too easy. Well, you know, she was she was uber confident. Mm-hmm. She came from you know that time when you know a, a sophisticated black lady just like she was an iconoclast. Yeah, and she wanted to be the star, and you know she was in with Barry Gordy, and the other girls were. You know, not as talented or as crafty as she was. Yeah, she was just whatever that thing was. She yeah, had she it. had star power. So that's what you wanted as a little girl. You're like, yes. get me up on that stage. That's right. I'm not some suburban kid. No. Well, then, especially when we moved to Arizona when I was 10. That was really like an eye-opener. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really, I really knew I, that's not where I wanted to be. Which I think is a great thing for a kid. It is. You know, a lot of people think like... Oh, the bullying, the, you know, all that. But you got to get out. You got to get out of that. You, well, you spot. also have to be exposed to people that you know really challenge you, right? And aren't aren't very nice because it it really toughens you up. It gets you on your feet. You know, everybody comes in and saves everybody now. I, I just guess the cyberbullying is just so different. Yeah, I don't even understand it or you comprehend know? it, you know. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, when we moved out to Arizona, it was, it, it, you know, these kids would be like, you know, calling me, you know, the N-word, my lips, you have, you know. Right. Because they thought I was black, I guess, and I was the blackest person they'd seen in Arizona. <laughs> Um, you know, and I would just be like, whatever, honey, you'll be paying for these lips someday <laughs> anyway, literally and figuratively. Did you get that as a kid, though? Did you just like, well, I'm not... I think I think it bothered me a little bit just because I didn't want to be har- harassed, but yeah. I mean, I just sort of laughed at them. They were a bunch of cowboys and, you know... Arizona, you know, anti-intellectuals. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I, I grew up in the in the suburbs, and I would see, like, Bowie album covers and Lou Reed album covers, and I'm like, where do these fucking people live? Yeah, where are, exactly. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Where does this shit go down? Yeah, well, you know, that was the great, uh, you know, thing. You could sit in your room and listen to Carol King and Joni Mitchell. And, right. You know, there were people, you know, that were out there that would understand yeah. you. And it was just a matter of time. Yeah, Lauren Nero, Nero, for me, I'm like, there's something. Unbelievable. These people have feelings. There's something going on where they're not just tending their yards and 
soulful, honey. Yeah. Transformative. And now you take that out for other people. How, exactly. Do you meet uh, young women who said, I've been, you know... Absolutely. This is what, and young men. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of young, you know, gay guys or gay guys in their 40s, 50s were like, you know, you were my, like, you know, my lifeline. Right. Out in the middle, middle of America and I'd listen to your CDs or I'd see you on Roseanne and, oh, my God, it just gave me hope and kept me going. And I was like, I'm so delighted. And, you know, a lot of times you can do that not from preaching but just from being yourself. You know well, what I mean? I like, think that's the only way you can yeah. do it. Because people just look at you and think, oh, my God, she's got that energy and that light that I have that nobody thinks that everything's I'm crazy. But she's making, you know, making it all happen. And it's just such an inspiring thing for people. Well, she acts, she sings, she dances, she does it all. Uh, Sandra Bernhardt, back. Great in to see you again. It's great honey. to see you. And I just think uh, all this, I'm, I'm glad you got the new agents. And I'm glad they're getting you back out on the road. Yeah. Because you need to be there. This Prince exactly. thing looks amazing. I know. Uh, it's uh, tonight on the neighbors. That'll be fun. The neighbors is going to be there. Final Prince thing. Thursday night, uh, March 9th in Tarrytown. <laughs> then out to Scottsdale, and then Patch Out Theater in Long Island. That's uh, and you can do this all by going to SandraBernhardt.com. And it's follow at, me on Twitter at Sandra Bernhardt at Twitter. She yes. answers back people. Yes, There's I do. always funny stuff. It's great to see. I'll it's see you next good time. Always to see you, baby. All right, I'll see you next time. Coming you know through. Bye bye. Hipness in America, Miss Sandra Bernhardt at Sandra Bernhardt for the first responders. That's at Sandra Bernhardt for the first responders. We'll put something together there. Uh, how cool is she, though, man? She's super cool. Yeah, I love her. She's like uh, everything about her. It's like if Jagger was a chick, <laughs> you know. I could just sit around and talk to it all the time. Uh, I would love to if she gets this TV show off for like a seventies thing, because um, it was always like such crazy fucking times, and the audience used to come back, and everything was like melding together at the same time. The fact that you had like 
the stand-up comedy was blowing up, and then there's like punk disco at the same time. Your favorite fucking thing, uh, big corporate stadium shows were going on. If there's one thing I love, it's giant fucking arena rock. I, arena rock should be the album that you put out. Your version of Arena Rock. What happened to Arena Rock? That's will be my. That's the title of it. Uh, so it's at Sandra Bernhard. We'll give uh, do some giveaways. The meme uh, thing is coming up. Fez, this is what I try to teach you about gayness. That's where you should be for yourself. So confident. She's so wonderful. Confident in. Whatever she's doing. Yeah. And I love it when she's like, I'm not going to, you know. Then the gays get mad at her or whatever, you know, when people have those little clubs or whatever. Fuck it. Make your own club. But this can give you a reason to know whether you're hip or not, whether you dig Sandra Bernhardt. Now, here's the weird week for me. I was down at that uh, cocktail party the other day, and uh, Marty Scorsese is there, and then I see Sandra Bernhardt. That movie... That she broke through with him. It's such a great picture. And those two together, there's such opposite energy. And then you throw De Niro into the mix, and then Jerry fucking Lewis. And it's, it makes for a fucking classic, almost perfect film. At Sandra Bernhardt on Twitter. What did I say? Did I say something wrong? Nope. I was exactly right. Um,. Because sometimes I say things wrong, Fizz. Uh, a lot of people invite me to Tarrytown. It's nice up there. Oh, it's nice. Maybe I will go up for that show. Best Chester. Yeah, she's very, very cool. And, you know, the the weird thing is, like, we live in a society now that people don't even try to be cool anymore. Like, they try to be just the opposite and say that they're not cool. And, like, you can't even be a fucking actual geek anymore because regular people have taken over geekdom. Well, regular people really like um, giant blockbuster movies, and, you know, they know all about them. We just put up the Iron Man 3 uh, thing today. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going. I, well, I've been to the first two. Let's finish out the trilogy, though. I'm sure there'll be more. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going for one reason. What is that? Shane Black. Yeah. I want to see what Shane Black burdens to this. So for all the bitching I do on popcorn movies, I'm going to be <laughs> fucking there. Popcorn day. Yeah, building this thing up. It's, it's going to be huge. It's going to make more money than the other two. People are going to jerk off all over themselves watching it. Simple as that. Matt Renfield just sent Fez something about Valerie Harper having um, cancer. Doctor says she has th as much as three months to live. She says I was stunned. And then the next minute I thought this could draw more attention to cancer research and an opportunity to help people. I don't think of dying. I think of being here now. Don't miss your life, Valerie Harper says. We had her in, what, like a year or two ago? Yeah. It was great meeting her. Fucking Rhoda. I am going to work on the cancer research thing if she's sick. 
I'm gonna make sure I fix it. No, well, now it just got fucking personal with me. It's gonna take a lot of work. This cancer thing is really—it's pain in the ass. It's everywhere. I think I can do it. I've got the background. What's what? What the medical school did you go to? Online. There's right. a thing that AOL had. AOL Online Medical School. Well, then, no, it was just a lecture. Remember when they used to have those opportunity, those like auditorium yeah. rooms? Yes. It seemed like they would never answer my question, though. <laughs> Dicks. My question was always, am I a doctor, too, if I believe I am? I just believe that if you believe you are something, you are that. We'll see. You know you make me feel. You actually have to get the schooling. Chris Stanley, you know. What happened to gay people being hip? They uh, gave it up. They just like, they watch Bravo. They gave it up. For shit. Housewives. They had it cornered. RuPaul Drag Race. Glee. I don't actually, understand I it. I actually do think that RuPaul is pretty fucking cool. That TV show of hers, ever seen it? This Drag Race show? No, but it, I know some women that love it. I, I've only seen like clubs of it. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. It seems it, it's totally crazy. But I do like RuPaul, and that's the only thing that runs on that gay channel, right? Yeah, that and uh, and the Housewives shows, and the recaps of the Housewives shows, and then Doctor Drew and Jenny Hutt. We're all, oh, all yeah. in there together. Jenny Hutt walked out on her family this week and moved in with Dr. Drew. Well, she's chasing that dollar-dollar bill, y'all. I don't know that, or maybe she's getting rehab help from him. Oh, fucking drunk. Well, she is always manic, you know? Like, she's like, oh, I was just crying lately. Like, really? Jonesing? Yeah, I see her sometimes in the hall, and, like, uh, she'll be crying, and I'll go, are you okay? And she'll be like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. It's just this place, but I'm fine. I'll just, you know, it's like that, like laughing through tears, and it just fucking frightens me. Like she's gonna poison us one day. But now that she's in celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew, I think she's gonna be fine. Well, uh, I saw her the other night. She's on the. I don't know whether you know this channel. It's HLN. Oh, headline news. No, HLN. They did away with headline news. And they just call themselves HLN. It's like Hut did with Pizza Hut. Well, we're just Hut. Don't fucking limit us to anything. And I tried to watch her, but her hair was so shiny that it started to fucking burn out my TV. That's fucked up. She owes you those pixels. Do I need to get the pixels back somehow? Yeah, you do. If, if her fucking hair burnt them out, then you definitely need to refill those pixels with working ones. Otherwise, you'll have a silhouette of Jennifer Hutt's head on every goddamn TV show you watch. I'm trying to see, because uh, I'm over on her thing, her look mom on TV, I'm there all week. I don't know what that necklace is that she's wearing. Is it... Giant Star David or something. I think it just says Jenny, like she was a fucking rapper, or whether she was like eight. She's Jenny from the block. Fez, why can't you be out there as a gay man just 
stream of consciousness digging, fucking saying thing that's on your mind. Maybe we ought to try that when we get back. Will you find the Sandra Br- Oh, now, I just saw him. Did you see his face? You just freaked for a second. Did I? Yeah. And now you're grabbing the table like you're going to fall away. You know what? I'm not going to make you do it. I want it to, to be a fun thing, not a pressure thing. Boom. Could be an experiment? No. No, you don't have to do that. At Sandra Bernhardt, at Sandra Bernhardt on Twitter. She's playing Tarrytown uh, Music Hall in New York Saturday night. Uh, go to Tarrytown Music Hall. Go to SandraBernhardt.com to get all the information. Love her. Uh, why don't we come back and give away uh, the prize on the uh, meme contest, too, for Fez. A lot to get to. Uh, on the iBang, Michael Vick is taking dog training classes. Very disappointed that none of the training has to do with rip uh, one dog ripping out another dog's neck. That's what he was after. Throat bites. Got to get away from that. Um, DC comic artist uh, refuses to illustrate uh, the Orson Scott card Superman. So he's out. Good. Congratulations to Chris Sprouse. Well, did you read the article? It's up on the iBang? Yeah. That, well, he's saying that the controversy around it is taking away from the work. But still, he's moving away from this known homophobe. But isn't Thank that, goodness. But that's not him coming to a decision. That's him being bullied. I think there's a really big difference between... Um, I don't want to be around a known homophobe, and the last thing I want is trouble. It's certainly not education. You know what I mean? Uh, what what you've done, because the guy might have done it if there was a controversy around a gay guy writing Superman. And he would have just said, no, all right, I'm out. I don't want to be around controversy. Um I think it's one of the big problems that we have when we group up and go after somebody. That we don't educate anyone. All we do is scare them off and make, other, and make them and other people resentful. Um, if, if he's really leaving for the reasons he said, with all the controversy around the book, more people's going to see his work. In other words, his controversy he didn't want was, you're a jerk off, you're, you're with somebody, so that makes you them. Yeah. It's the same reason why fucking kids are afraid to be friends with a gay kid. Because other people will fucking pick on them about it. But this is a guy who's recognizing the problem with this guy. No, and, he's and not. stepping away from him. No, he's not. If he would have came out and said, look, now that I found out about his work, and I think he's a homophobe, and I don't want to be here, that would be one thing. But, hey, I don't like all this shit around because he's a homophobe. That's something completely different. If anything, that's not a, a victory for gay rights or education... It's a victory for bullying. And I'll go so far to say cyberbullying. Yeah. Which I've already uh, said today. I don't even understand. Well, people make Facebook pages to say how shitty you are. And then I guess you I'd go... I'd still rather do that than get hit. Then I guess you go to those pages and you read what people write about you and then you feel bad. Brown, <laughs> uh, that's how I see it. You know you make me feel... My real Sandra Bernard, you know. Uh, I haven't seen Paul Mooney around in a while. He was a pretty good unmasked. 
Oh, yeah. He got out there. Yeah, I don't remember him being even being up in Sirius for a while. I know. He used to come up here every once in a while. Maybe he's West Coast and during the cold winter because he's uh, one of those bi-coastal guys. Yeah, it's smart to just be in the warmth. Well, now particularly, we have- you know, the smart thing to do is follow baseball. Like go down with the pitchers and catchers, you know, because you don't want to be in a hot place during Christmas. But you then, after Christmas, there's no reason for winter. There's zero reason for winter after Christmas. Well, that's when it really hits now. I mean, fucking December and November are pussy in the weather department. And that's that's for those greedy lying bastards and those goddamn big oil companies. You're still on that, are you? Yeah. What about the fat cats in Washington? Yeah, those fat cats with their pockets. We got like a Maupin, like a little fucking bar towel anywhere. That's some napkins. I mean, we are a bar. We should have bar towels ready at all times. I got that bottle of grappa upstairs. You still drinking it? I'm holding it down here just in case I need a drink. Wait, I got to recharge my phone too. Remind me of that. All right. All right, we're going to get in a break. Uh, giving out prizes when we get back, including first responders to at Sandra Bernhard, at Sandra Bernhard. You can check that out on the iBang as well. We'll be right back. It's the Ron Fez Show. The Ron and Fez Show on the Open Anthony Show. Serious XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Dollar Shave Club, I am a member, and membership has its rewards. My rewards? I'm never going to be without razors again. I now get a shipment of razors for just a few bucks a month, each and every month, from dollarshaveclub.com. Great razors that are going to give you a nice, clean shave without you paying a fortune for the brand names that come with a dozen different uh, blades on it and a vibrating handle. These are good quality blades that do the job. That's all you want is just a good, clean shave, and you don't have to spend a fortune each and every month to do that, go to dollarshaveclub.com. For a few bucks a month, you get all the razors you're going to need, and they come to you each and every month once you're signed up. They have different packages to choose from. You're all set with dollarshaveclub.com. Go there today, sign up, have a great shave every day with dollarshaveclub.com. That's dollarshaveclub.com. It's the Ron Fed Show, Oasis, Artist of the Day. 
Uh, now I'm looking over here. By the way, great job, Pepper. You're back on your game. Uh, I'm looking over here at Danny Sook saying, now that I've looked at the list, first he said he made cumsies in his slacks. Thanks, Pep. Then he says, so now that I've looked at the list, how does something like my big mouth or might say, uh, or some might say not make the list? Well, here's the thing, D- Danny Sooks. You could have made the list yourself, sent it in, in the same time it took you to bitch about somebody else's list. Dude, The whole point of this is interactive. You guys can write up boxes. You guys can send in news articles. You don't have to fucking just sit and cry about stuff. Look at the mean contest going on right now. Good God, it's fucking brilliant. A lot of creativity there. So, yes, you are more than welcome to have made up something. Unfortunately, it's going to take a while before Oasis gets back on uh, Artists of the Day. Um, But remember, it's not a top five list of all time. It's a playlist. So you're not going to do, here's five hits, or here's five really deep tracks. You're just going to try to make a nice flow of that list. Just make it work, dog. All right, see, that's the thing where Pepper Keek, I know that you're trying to back me up, but make it work, dog. That's not even you. Yeah, it's it's totally me. I'm always saying shit like that. Definitely. I'm going to send you something right now because I worry that you're getting a reputation. I do. I'm, I'm very concerned about that. Okay. Uh, by the way, we've got so much of your stuff to get to today. You put together a box. You heard me bring up yesterday. Like, where's your boxes? Boom. You had it last night. I'm bringing the box. I know Matty Ice has a box tomorrow. He's got a five, right? He's got a five, yeah. He's bringing it. By the way, I also think Matty Ice is better than anyone else in sports radio down the hall today. Matty Ice is fucking nice. Including people that the stations are named after. He's even on a kill list, so he's really fucking killing it. You made up the kill list. (laughs) (laughs) I just took a nice piss with Jeremy Coleman. Me and him were just like pee buddies talking all the time. Fez, you can't talk and pee, right? No. Cannot do both of those at the same time. You're worried pee will start coming out of your mouth? Um, no, if I start talking Or words peeing, will come out of your dickhole. The words out of the dickhole sound a lot more painful. But no, I'm worried that no pee will come out at all. Why do you worry? And that Because then everything's slamming shut inside, and that can't be good for you. Nothing you do is good for you. Why do you worry about that one thing, though? All right, this was uh, a bit of artwork that was sent to us from Liz Sets Fire. Oh. I'll let you put it up, Chris. Okay. I love the fact that listeners are such great drawers. Oh, I like the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Don't like the bird body, though. Do you like the name Pepperkeet? No, not at all. Actually, no, it's a shit drawing. And it's fucking really badly done. <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's not badly done. The coloring's That's wonderful. perfectly done. And that looks exactly like you. She's a great artist. That, it looks crazy. The human beings' heads aren't on bird bodies. But those are your feet, definitely. But the, no, I have five toes. You don't have talons? No, I don't have talons. How do you not fall out of the branch when you're Pepper Keaton? America's got talons. And what the fuck? I don't hang out on branches. I do smoke, though. And you wear shades. 
I haven't worn shades in a while. Well, you didn't read the notes. You wrote, read the note out loud now. Hope you enjoy my third grade art. I tried to replicate the face from the centaur drawing. Please make sure Hicks knows I really do love him and think he's the best. I just got bored at work. Well, maybe you should be working harder <laughs> and not fucking drawing crazy shit on your fucking goddamn, I don't know, this construction paper. It does look like, I mean, first of all, you do have to have colored pencils even to do something like that. And you know that took her some time. So, yeah, she's not getting any work done. Fez, maybe you should start drawing during the show. I don't think I could match that, but I love the way that she actually made his hair feathered as well. You don't have to match it. How do you figure his hair's feathered? Well, because it looks kind of like wings uh, at the ends of his long hair. Oh, I was thinking like a feathered haircut. But you were saying that is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, remember that old fucking yeah. uh, saying, now I got you. I'm all human, baby. I ain't no avian in this fucking blood. Fuck that. You're a human being, not a human doing. That's right. You want to make that the next meme contest? <laughs> you know how people like them. They're fun. Memes are fun. They are fun. And then they, these this this contest just one after another, fucking hysterical. All right. Um, the hold on, real quick. Somebody wants to say hi to you. It's Lady Trucker. <laughs> I don't need your shit, Jill. All right, I know your fucking oh, real you name, Lady Trucker. And, and guess what? I voted for your goddamn contest to so get off my dick. But she lost. Apple. I want you to shut the fuck up, LT. That's what I want. Separate I see what you're doing. It is. It does make sense though, because you are. Uh, she just call me a cracker. She's white too. She's asked if you want a cracker, because you know how those parrots will say that. Like, Polly want a cracker. Those things live for, like, fucking 80 years, right? They're, they have, like, a long-ass fucking... No, it just seems like it. <laughs> Do you see those chimps? All right, that chimp video... Made you sad? It, you know, I, for once, I was on PETA's side, because they always want to fucking get all the animals out of the laboratories... It's a video on the iBang. They just they released these old fucking beat up monkeys out into the that have never been outside. That's fucked up. That for years have had like fucking Axe body spray sprayed in their face <laughs> to see how they feel about it. Oh, I know how I feel. It hurts. This let's let's start fucking liberating all these monkeys because they are starting playing the ape shit now, dude. Whatever. That that's a movie. They're not going to get smart. They're just going to climb on trees. I mean, look, these monkeys just looked like their shit's been kicked out of them. Yeah, they, they've lost any will to live. It's hard. I mean, it's nice that they, I guess, in their fucking old age, they can live. Yeah, but you see, here's the thing. You can't brag about letting someone out of prison that never belonged there. You know yeah, what I mean? The previous, like, they're saying some of these fucking monkeys are like 50 years old. So fucking for 40. And have never been outside. They've only been in cages and have never seen another monkey. And now... You can see, like, gray-haired monkeys. It's the saddest thing ever. Matter of fact, don't even go and look at this at the eye bang. You'll probably start fucking crying. It's your stupid fucking job. I didn't realize they lived so long. Why not? I don't know. For some reason, I thought they, like, maybe lived to be 25 or something like that. But based on what? But no matter what happens, they're elderly. Whether You know, like a dog is elderly at fucking 14. The point is, you never get a life. This is almost like force Fez them. Oh. Think of Fez. That's Fez in the gay community. That yard is the gay community. 
and then Fez is out there. And when I just even wanted to say, hey, why don't you go out, just stream of consciousness, just be really good. Oh, I saw it panic him. I had to pull it back. Look at these old man monkeys. One of them's going bald. Like, that's how long this fucking monkey's been stabbed with things and shit sprayed on him and lotions rolled all over his fucking monkey cock or whatever the fuck they do. They these do all things. kinds of terrible things to those, those fucking animals. Humans are the worst for just enslaving monkeys to test shit on. Humans could definitely act better. There's no fucking doubt about it. And then those humans there that are putting them out there feel so good about themselves. Oh, yeah. Instead of saying, how did we ever fucking do this to these fucking chimpanzos? I hate this. They're saying they're, they're giving them retirement, is what they're calling it. They're getting retirement for being fucking... It seems like torture. I, I'm just going to speak directly to the human race now, if you don't mind. Okay. You better hope there's no God, because there will be no reward for the way you acted. Just hope there's no God. It's no good fucking scientists. Unbelievable. This is really one of the saddest fucking videos. It's weird, you know, like, the way that we can feel sad for animals is the way we wish we could feel sad for people. This is probably the way we want to fucking feel when we look at people. Oh, no, most of the time people see old people, they just get annoyed. <laughs> yeah, they despise old people. <laughs> old monkey, though, it's like, oh, shit. I talk to people who are like, I can't eat if an old person's going to be there. Let me know if an old person is going to be at your party because I can't eat and look at them. They make me disgusted. The people right where's popcorn? Popcorn's uh, mentally and physically ill today. Uh, I just actually, I just two seconds ago got a, a text from Cappy, aka Popcorn. What do you say? Um, I vomited as soon as I left Sirius and again nonstop till about 8 a.m. Not nauseous anymore, but really effing feverish. I'm going to try to get to the doctor if I can just make sure I'm not dying. Poor kid. Oh, man. Would you just uh, text him our... <laughs> You're just wasting time. You know you're wasting time making up a skill list. Well, I've added Doctor Who couldn't make him feel better. Just uh, send him our love and respect and concerns. All right. You have our love. Yeah, and so Super there's... Platonic the love? Sure. I don't want him to think that we're gay. All right. You know what? Take love out of there. Com con anyway, it's a ridiculous thing. All right, you have our... Just say like this. Yeah. You just get better. Work will always be here. Okay. You just... Just say Matty Ice will double down and do everything. <laughs> Work will... Always. All right, let's go over some of these memes. What's our meme music, Fez, that we have? Um, What did you got up there on your instant replay? What'd you put in today? I uh, don't have any meme music on the instant replay. All right, well, then we'll just go dead air. And uh, this is... Uh, always with the smart. 
Everyone always brings up smart. Um, here's some of the memes that came out here. A dead cat in the fridge. Spoilers, stalker Patty's in the fridge. Oh, no. Moped. <laughs> fridge, check. Shiny white helmet, check. Twink up the tailpipe, check. The real reason Opie is in today. Eastside Dave's still carrying the weight. Buys homeless kid lunch to go box. This scooter is Dumphy approved. <laughs> Any of those working for you, Chris? They're okay. They're good. Give me some more. Uh, you take two rows, then I'll take two rows. All right. Um, are we going to ride, or are we going to ride? Or are we going to dick around all day? Fagtron one thousand reporting for duty. That I don't, don't care like. for that one. If you can read this, the fridge fell off. <laughs> Love that one. This bike needs a wide load sign. This gaycation. Helmet on head, penis in pants. I'm scared. Meals on wheels. Eats his popcorn with cold drinks. Out of the closet, but never far from it. I put the quad in Quadrophenia. I've got a fridge half full of slices and a twink to go. Let's party. <laughs> refrigerator full of dead cats. Oh, no. Likes refrigerators and pizza rose haircuts. Sons of angioplasty. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. My aunt in Canada will take good care of you. <laughs> Hell's fairies. Florida chapter. Don't understand Twinkie shortage. Don't worry, I'm a Nambla man. <laughs> Helps local retard on his gay bike. Mo movers, driving furniture and not Twinks since 2012. <laughs> You'll get the helmet when we get there. My other ride is a limp dick. <laughs> RV, Florida style. And sleazy rider, some homo. Sex, kill, eat, just like the cat. Fridge full of processed meat. Going to visit girlfriend in Niagara Falls. Easy prider. I ride hard and talk softly through tears. Pick this up at Homo Depot. Scooter looter. Take it in the pooter. F-U-W village. I'm coming, mama. Leather jacket. I'll have a half bike. <laughs> That's not Fez. This guy is living life. Jesus. Fez traps cousin's dick in the box. Time to visit Uncle Sandusky. Born to be mild. Picked up at Antiques and Twigs. This is white farticus heart attack machine. <laughs> he came, he saw, he farted come. We have to go before Chris Hansen gets here. There was one fart incident. <laughs> Dastardly duo Rob Sperm Bank. No words describe this or anything else. If the fridge doesn't get him, the bear will. Homo cycle. Hello, swap shop. Hear me out on this one. Don't talk. It throws me off the stick. Standalone fruit found under fridge. Weeble Knievel. Freezes up, blames the Freon. Queens of anarchy. Finds Drifter, buys a sandwich in a fridge. Fag wagon. Cut off sweatpants. Such, such joy. Ready to fuck. Where is a Twink's helmet? In Fezzi's mouth. Get your homo running. Head out on the highway. All right, these are the uh, the memes for the Fez lookalike. It's up on the iBank today. Chuck and Buck, suck and fuck. Guess how I learned to pull dead weight. Fat out of hell. Has Twink cornered, still doesn't get laid. 
pick up Canada's sticker when I threw my cat off at Niagara Falls. Hell's asexual. Uses the kickstand in his asshole. Not accepted by gays. Starts own parade. Buys himself coming out gift. Dahmer starter kit. Catch of the day, redheaded twink. I have nothing funny. Can I just have the prize? This isn't what I had in mind when I asked to give the twink a ride. Happy jizz time. Hashtag some homo. San Francisco. Or as far as the court will let us go. And this is this is more a little visual. It says homo pedophile. But moped is emphasized. <laughs> That's really good. That's, That's really good. Kills his cat. The ginger's next. I don't know. You start to go through these, and let's face it, these things are pretty fucking amazing. There, there's so many good ones. I, I love it. I was fucking losing my shit reading over these last night. It's so fucking funny. Does it make you feel proud? No, it makes me feel sad. A that there's that many mistakes in my life. That there could be this many different memes. And some of them are just cruel. Which one was cruel to you? I didn't like Fag Wagon. What about Fag? What, what about Fag Tron 1000? No, that one either. I didn't care for Homo Pedophile. That was one. I was kind of my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that one's really good. Because it reminded me of a Fez fucking wordplay joke. Oh, here's one. Me and Mark Zito have all the ice cream sandwiches we'll ever need. <laughs> uh, maybe we should go from the bottom now and work our way up, Hicks. I don't know. Oh, there's so many. I don't this think there's a bottom to it. That would have been a good one, Fez. Here's one from the bottom. Five stents in the front, twink in the rear. Oh. Next stop, the cum dumpster. How about virgin foe life? <laughs> I like cocks. Dad's in box. That's me. Monster rain is for pussies. All aboard the monster train. <laughs> Dear diary, I had the best wet dream ever. Dad, hope you proud. Scavenger hunt almost complete. Just need one umbrella. Oh. Gay City Rollers. These are pretty fucking rough, as. And they come to people so quickly, it seems. Well, they're not locked up. Todd's. They want to have fun. Todd's Twink Delivery Service. Thank you. Lemon Party on Wheels. Mine would just be, I like talking old-time wrestling. The Traveling Blueberries. <laughs> Still struggling with it? Who to pick? Man, there's I have fucking so many favorites. These are all up on the iBank today. If you want to go check them out, they're all fantastic. Born to be wild, or to tow refrigerators and molest boys. <laughs> take the gay out of trashy Florida. Can't take the Florida trash out of the gay. Mm. 
I can't wait to get home and not have sex with this kid. Amber Alert, more like make my ass hurt. <laughs> that one's Barely really rhymes. I, I don't know what's going to be said. <laughs> alert and hurt actually rhyme. Yeah, it, it works. Alert and ass hurt don't. Well, you don't go for the whole thing. You can keep going. All you can do is do alert and hurt. Don't laugh. This is what I need to get hard. <laughs> They're all up on the iBank today. Trust me, Dave. This is safe. I trust you, Dogsy. Hey, in the Shark Tank, my portable glory fridge will be the next big thing. I never made the uh, thing that that was the uh, that that was Davy Mac back there. People just see red hair. Yeah, it's tough. The accidental tourist, more like the accidental boar fest. Greasy rider. Hey, North had a couple more cats to drop off. Lettuce wraps, blueberry, and twink delivery service. What the fuck? Having a fun time pulling this bike out of my ass. I don't know which one we're going to pick. There's a lot of good ones. All right, Hicks, you put together a box that's up on the iBank today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Okay, so last week we were talking about Lost and how it, the, all the other TV shows that came around that were Lost-esque. So we put together this list of shows we all wanted to actually replace Lost, shows that could have filled that void. So here's the thing, and i got a lot of TV shows that I watch now. I watch probably more TV shows now on a weekly basis than I ever had in my life. But Lost, everybody was watching it, and everybody had theories that would go on and on and on. Yeah. And Hicks, you put this together fast, Mr. Passion. I'll, fuck, I'll kill it. I don't know who to give the Passion Award today, you or Matty Ice. Matty Ice comes in on a day off. He gets the save. All right, you're the save. starter, and he's the safe. Okay, I got another, I got an answer back from um, after I told him work will always be here. To oh, to popcorn the intern. Thanks. I just hate letting you guys down because I know you're short on hands. Oh, that's nice of him. Well, you've li you've missed almost half your days. If that helps, <laughs> you're never fucking here. And this kill list keeps getting longer. I just hope you're joking. <laughs> I It's hopefully a joke. Newtown. Everyone thought that was a joke before it happened. Oh, boy. So here are, the, here are some shows that could have replaced Lost. First, it premiered in 2007. Canceled in two, eight, 2008. It didn't even last a year. It lasted 13 episodes. One season. Journeyman. Journeyman, Journeyman. We're heading now, Journeyman. It was on. It was on probably during the meat of Lost Run when people were really losing their shit. I think maybe the, it, this got greenlit because a weird show like Lost, where it wasn't just a basic drama or comedy or something, it had like sci-fi elements in it. 
people started, it was doing well. They said, all right, let's fucking start greenlighting some other things. And Journeyman was on. And Journeyman was fucking great. Well, the thing is, with Journeyman, like Lost, they couldn't figure out why it was happening. And they kept making up reasons like, probably this guy knows about it. Yeah. Or maybe he's not the other one, only one jumping around. But you know they didn't know. <laughs> so... It's almost like if you start to tell a kid like a scary ghost story, but you got nowhere to go with it, and you just end up with a bloody birthday cake. You're just like, oh, I came back for my cake. Ah. Give me my cake. And you're like, uh, you just see the disappointment on the kid. You're like, really? This whole thing? Bloody cake? They didn't know they were going to be canceled, but they did end the series, the 13 episode run, with him just... Vanishing, like going again during through time. We don't know where he is or when he is. Um, it's kind of a cool ending, but still disappointing since the show fucking ended. Next came Flash Forward. If everyone remembers Flash Forward, remember it. I tried to save Flash Forward. I know. Hashtag. Uh, it was on ABC. And it premiered September 2009, canceled May 2010, lasted 22 episodes. It was about the entire world blacks out for like two minutes, and then they when, they, when they're when they blacked out, they see themselves six months in the future. It was based on a book. And it got a big push. It was on ABC. It was tied in with Lost. It failed miserably. Uh, just the, Remember when people were flash-forwarding to try to save it, and they were like laying down in front of NBC or yeah. ABC? Yeah, they, they, I guess it was ABC. They yeah, would just it. act like, oh, we all passed out. Yeah. And then the first one was like pretty good, but then the you know after a while, just eight guys went down, laid on the sidewalk. It got kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, people were pretty passionate about it, but just the... The ratings weren't there. It was a nice transition from Lost, too, because it had Charlie from Lost on it. I think one yeah. of the chicks from Lost was there. Dude, all these shows have people from Lost. Yeah. They all go, and we've got the fat guy from Lost. So That's coming up later. That is almost like a bad fucking thing <laughs> to have somebody from Lost. Because it looks like we're trying to get some Lost street cred. That's all they're doing. Just trying to grab more Lost list because especially this because this this show was airing as Lost was ending because they'd already announced like the last episode's coming up. You should definitely start watching Flash Forward instead, so you have something. I watched both of these, by the way. <laughs> I watched like the first half of Flash Forward. By the end of the the series, they never really explained what the Flash Forward was. Well, another Flash Forward yeah. was supposed to be coming. It was gonna. They couldn't stop it. Yeah, that was the that was the end of the series. Like, oh my god, there's another flash forward. So we're up in the air again. Yeah, up in the air. Who knows what the hell happened? Okay, no one, everyone actually got over it. <laughs> no, it was just six months and then gone. Some of these shows where they go, oh, we couldn't do it. What if you just wrote a script and put it online and let people read it? That'd be fucking awesome. Maybe we'll make memes out of it if you need to. Hell yeah. Next is a uh, dollhouse. Lasted for two seasons. Uh, this was a Josh Whedon project. It aired on Fox. This one, I don't even know. This it was a bunch of people found out that they were living in a dollhouse? No, 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 no. See, this was a TV show about a secret government agency that basically hoard out, sold people to rich rich guys 
and they could like wipe their memory and implant new memories into them. I like so why would they idea do, better? Why would they do that? Oh, they could make these. They're basically human. They can make them sex dolls or turn them into assassins. Whatever. Never heard of this. It's, this was like Josh Whedon's return to television after uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like Firefly. So like all of his fans, like science fiction fans, like losing their shit. Oh my god, Josh Whedon has another show. It's gonna be on. so fucking awesome. Yeah, he's the greatest fucking maker of television ever. He's a cunt in my opinion. Um... So yeah, this they saw the writing on the wall. So they actually got an ending to this TV show, and they had uh, it was basically post-apocalyptic, like fucking Los Angeles. It was it was a weird one, but they 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 kind of knew that it, it wasn't gonna last. Even though Fox did give them a second season, just because they didn't want to hear fucking Josh Whedon's fans bitch and complain about it. That's what the executive say. He's like, literally, if we cancel it, we're just gonna get tons of fucking hate mail. We can't deal with this shit. So but it only lasted a year. Mm-hmm. They got about 20 episodes in. I don't know it. Here's another one. V. Remember from the 80s. Oh, V from Vendetta. No, 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 no. V. The visitors. Lizard people. Mm -hmm. Trying to steal Earth's water. They rebooted it, reimagined it with one of the people from Lost as a star. Well, she was one of the others. The blonde chick. I don't know her name. But, and they also, this this was, the Lost was its lead in. And then every episode of Lost, they'd have a countdown. V's coming in fucking 24 minutes. V's coming in 18 minutes. It was really annoying. I know. We all watched the first episode, and we <laughs> went, this blows still. I stuck with it. And it got really? to the point where the visitors turned the sky red, and we didn't know what that was, and it was done. Then it never came back. What do you think it was? I think they were acclimating. Uh, Acum- what were they doing? Acclimating our That's planet good. That's to, good. <laughs> to their planet. They're making it into a lizard planet. Wow. Well, so you didn't know what it was. That blows. Because now we're not going to know if they actually turned into a lizard planet. I believe they did. I saw the last script and they said all the humans were dead. That'd be a great way to end it. And that got canceled. Uh, it's, it, aired, it aired in November 2009, canceled by March 2011. They just, it was just, no one was watching it. Even with Lost as the goddamn lead-in. As much as we hated Lost, <laughs> we couldn't give up on it. You know what I mean? Like, we were so mad, but it's a million times better than these. Oh my god, yes. I mean, those first few seasons Lost made you think, like, holy shit, this is great. And then by the end of it, it's like, wow, they didn't tie up any of these loose ends. No. Just, just the, dead. The, the wine bottle. <laughs> They, they kept the evil. This is a wine bottle, and evil is wine. Great, great, Jacob. You know what? Fucking, I'll pound evil all day long. Uh, next, the event premiered September 2010, canceled by May 2011. Oh, the event is when uh, all the electricity went out and planes crashed. No, no, no. The event. Oh, that was fast forward. The event. There was flash forwards and there was flashbacks in the show, but it was about the aliens that crash landed on Earth during World War II. And then they like aged really slowly. Oh, that was um, that woman was the leader of the aliens, yeah. and she was like kind of nice, and it would turn mean the next week. Yeah, yeah, I did watch the event. I forgot I watched the event. <laughs> yeah, and that, it, it had I actually. I, I used to even hashtag save the event. Yeah, hashtag save the event. That was big. It didn't save the event though. They were always kept trying to kill the black president. Yeah, like that was like, and they would make a point like later, like this is definitely not Obama. Obama would (laughs) not be doing this with aliens. (laughs) Yeah, that was like one of the big fucking uh, hooks on the trailer was an airplane was going to crash into the president. It didn't. 
but but just people just stopped watching. It, had, it, it was a, it had a big push by NBC. They really wanted this to be a fucking giant television show, but it, no one stuck with it, and it just it just got shit canned by the what twenty episodes in or whatever. Next is Steven Spielberg's Terra Nova. Well, I gave that a try too. <laughs> we went back to dinosaur times for some reason. Well, see, there's an alt. They found a portal to an alternate history Earth where you could just send humans. And have them try to rebuild Earth because we had trashed the planet. But why didn't they have them try to rebuild Earth after the dinosaur age? Don't know. It wasn't very well thought out. And the, the, it cost so much money to make every episode that it, it lasted 11 episodes. It would show. be a dinosaur drama, and some weeks they just didn't even have any dinosaurs in it. Because they couldn't well, afford the CGI for every episode. But why would you call it a dinosaur drama? It was really about the people, not about the dinosaurs. A dinosaur drama would be like, here's these two dinosaurs. They're having problems with each other. Terra Nova. And Spielberg was associate, was an executive producer on it. And yeah, that's which what, means nothing. Yeah. Uh, let me stamp this. Thanks for the money. And everything was left up in the open. Like the end of the series, they like found some like old Earth shit where it's supposedly where there shouldn't have been any humans, and nothing was ever explained. They were stuck in prehistoric fucking Earth, though. Alternate universe Earth. Alcatraz. J.J. Abrams. Well, I watched it. Produced it. This was his his first. Uh, Early. Post lost. Hurley's in it. Sam Neill was in it. It's canceled. It got canceled last May. Lasted 13 episodes. It was about, in 1963, all the guards and inmates on Alcatraz Island mysteriously disappeared and then showed up in present day. But apparently the government knew about it and was waiting for it. And no one really, they never, never really figured out as to why they were transported into modern day. But no, no. For some reason, Hurley was an expert on Alcatraz, guys. Um, let's read. Uh, so that was it for you. This is the last one. Revolution premiered in September of last year. Probably going to be canceled this year. I gave it fucking three episodes. Yeah, I think I saw the first episode where all the power goes out on planet Earth, and then. It's 15 years later. All right. Let me see if everyone's happy with your list or sad with your list. I thought you did a bang-up job. Thank you. And I wanted all those shows to be lost. Uh, Daybreak. That was the Groundhog Day cop terror show that was on ABC. I remember that show. Wow. Um, Zero Hour. I think I remember Zero Hour. I think it just got canceled. New Amsterdam, I think they gave that an attempt too. That was the the ancient cop that lived through yeah. all the New Yorks. Um, how could you forget Jericho? Oh yeah, Jericho. What, Love Jericho. What I I gave it one episode. Uh, what the fuck? No fringe. Well, fringe. Fringe had its run. Like these are shows that fucking that, that got canceled, that got knocked out, that we hoped would be. It's like you, if you're a Fringe fan, you're a Fringe fan. It had a series finale. It had its run. Mad Men, Boardwalk Empire, maybe even Walking Dead are just as good as Lost. My humble opinion. Mad Men, Boardwalk Empire are not sci-fi. No. Walking Dead is a zombie thing. 
People are always telling me to watch Walking Dead. I'm too zombied up. I, 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 I watched the first season. I even read the comic book. I don't get why everyone loves it. Dexter, Game of Thrones, Shameless, The Wire. Stoogie, you don't fucking get it. You're not paying attention to fucking Chris's thing. He put it out there. It's science fiction-esque shows. Shows that are a little bit weird, like Lost. And he's all qualified on my list. God damn it. Thomas says, hey, America, if a show's ending was a huge letdown, then it wasn't a great show. Stop watching supporting shows that just keep adding subplots to extend its run to sell advertising. It causes a loss of artistic integrity. It's okay for a show only to have two or three seasons. Well, we're not the one who makes the shows. I don't know what it takes for them to break, but... It's fine to have two or three seasons, but these shows I have on here set up a bunch of shit, like a big mystery at the beginning of the fucking series, and added more, and they never explained anything. Liz Fire says, still love the following. I still watch the following on a weekly basis. You, I worry about them because you can't have a guy escape from prison twice in the first seven episodes. So they need to just slow it down. We don't need giant plot twists every week. We just want a certain level of tension and enough for us to feel like, hey, I want to see where this is going. I want to work this out. Not just fucking, oh, another person's murdered. They are afraid if they don't do something, people are going to stop watching. Smoke, here on the Run of Fest show. I got my eye on you, Ron. Yeah, what's happened? I got my eye on you, John from Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. We wanted yeah. to love that. That should have made it. That, that's Pepper a good one. Key. How um, did you miss that, Pepper Key? You missed this one, too, Pepper. 666 Park. That had uh, <laughs> Locke lock lock from up. Lost. He was the devil. All these fucking shows have a lot. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, guys. Uh, you remember a wait where the guy uh, oh, had to wreck with his family and in one... Uh, one uh, dream, he thought that uh, his wife was alive, and he'd fall asleep, and his son was alive, and he'd fall asleep, and his wife was alive. I thought that was pretty good. You know, I thought that that was going to really kick in. The first episode was phenomenal. The first episode was almost a standalone show. I know we had the guy come in, and I was like, well, this one... Is going to hit it. We finally got our lost. Yeah, Jason Isaacs. And it, they didn't wait too many episodes, and they got out of there. They're like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. I guess it, nothing happened here, but a writer's confusion. They had half a season. That's the twist. Our writers got confused by their our own plot lines. Bad planning. Pepper, I'm going to let you and Pips... And Matty Ice pick out the meme award today. Okay. I'm going to give away the Sandra Bernhard in just a moment. Beautiful. We're going to send you a, a cool kick-ass prize. Something deep. doesn't even have to be Sandra Bernhard uh, related. Um, here's uh, Tom. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, the reason I'm glad that V got canceled is the hot alien chick ended up playing Brody's wife on Homeland, and we get to see her topless. I see your boobs. I saw your boobs. Kyle, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, uh, did y'all ever give uh, The River a chance? I think that was a Spielberg thing, too. I think that canceled this year. Maybe. What was the summer. premise of The River? Uh, 
I they're going down a river. <laughs> was it? I went down to the river. Oh, I remember it was a sci-fi thing about how a New Jersey town lost industry and the people just kept struggling and struggling and they believed in something in this country, something that never came true. Um, that show was awful. It was all shaky cam and people arguing about which way to go down the river. Why were they going down a river? There was some, uh, the guy, the star of the show, his character, his father, was lost on an expedition down this river. And so they were searching for him and some clues he had left behind. There was supposed to be some mystery in the river. Um, I don't remember it. What about uh, Save the Cheerleaders, Save the World? Heroes. Heroes was good, but th that had its run, but it just it fell off until like the second season. It fell off because they started doing heel and face turns way too soon in it. Well, all you gotta do is watch the following for that, and you'll find out that Chris Stanley's been evil the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, you feel like, oh, okay, these are the characters. Wait, one of the characters is already bad. What was the one with Jason River uh, Ritter was in it, and... There was like a murder on a cruise ship. Oh, gee, um, that's the event. Oh, that was the event. That was part of the event. Yeah, him, him, his girlfriend disappearing. Sorry, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a goddamn moron. Uh, there were so many goddamn storylines in that show. Uh, the big winner on the first responders. It's Eric Langlung at L. E hombre, e hombre. You're a big fucking winner, dog. What is what does Eric win? Uh, we have a, a DVD copy of Say Anything signed by John Cusack. Wow, huge. Wow, big ass fucking prize. Wow, big ass prize. Just, just to throw that out there, no one even know it was coming. That's what you can get. Huh, That's why I, I would be a first responder all the time. Baller ass prizes. That's one I'd like to have myself. That's classic. Uh, Smith, you're on the Run of Fez show. I'm incarcerated, Lloyd. What a great prize that is. Uh, kidding. Life on Mars. Not the British one that was good, but the American remake that really sucked. Oh, Jesus. Um, I gave the American remake a try to... Did you see the, the last episode? Of of the American yeah, version, yeah. Where I, even though I hadn't watched in years, so many people said you've got to watch it on YouTube. Spoiler alert for anyone still in the middle of fucking watching the American version of that. They're literally going to Mars. All right, Hicks got me into a YouTube show. Uh, I think it's called Blue. Yeah, and it's eight minutes long. Nice. It's just just quick. It's eight quick. minutes. Yeah. All right. Um, Tom, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what about Kiefer's show numbers? That disappeared pretty quick. No, uh, that's two different shows. Number one, Kiefer's show was still on this season, although I'm sure it's struggling. It's the one with the autistic boy. Touch. Yeah, Touch. touch. And Numbers oh, is a show that ran for seven years or something about an FBI agent who... Would when he had trouble, 
would eventually go get his brother, and he would figure out an algorithm. And as the show went along, it had very little to do with the FBI agent, and his brother was just figuring out algorithms, why he would say, oh, thanks. And, like, after a while, he couldn't do anything without his brother was in the FBI. Like, could you please help me? Could you go talk to that person for me? Could you take this gun and shoot someone? Jesus Christ. Fucking learn how to do it yourself, dude. I mean, the numbers, there's a three and seven. Pepper Kid. Fucking rocking and rolling. Um, here's Russ, Colorado. Yeah, hey, there was a show called John Doe. Where uh, it was sort of science fiction esque. A guy wakes up, but he knows everything except his name, where he's from, type of stuff. And he go around solving different things. I remember that at all. Yeah, it, I think it was John Doe. It was a bread show on the Food Network. That John Doe gets sour sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe John Doe should drink a bottle of rye bread. All right, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Hicks, put on the uh, show, put on the song Lady Stardust. Lady Stardust, of course, by the great David Bowie. There's a fantastic David Bowie box up on the iBang. And now we'll just let Fez jump into stream of consciousness gay style. It's um sometimes it's not easy being gay. Where you think that the stranger the better, that everyone has felt different and everyone has felt odd man out at some point when dealing with their homosexuality. But and yet when you go to a club or something, there's just the pretty boys sitting over by the pool table. It's like as soon as they get their own, there is something about gay people that I've noticed that they absolutely lose that different feeling. That feeling of like, you know what? Maybe I'm not like everybody, but I'm going to live a good life and a happy life and then what happens is the happy life comes along and other people are excluded from it. It's a very strange thing where that whole I'm going to, I'm going to achieve this, but then I have in order to achieve it, I have to make sure other people aren't welcome to achieve it. Okay. That was uh, Fez's attempt to be Sandra Bernhard. What did you think, Hicks? I think he didn't have the confidence and went back to smaller than life thing. Maybe a little edgier. Yeah, it wasn't edgy enough and it was more needy. So the whole thing about this, you're supposed to be the cool gay person. Okay. Not the person who isn't even cool enough to be gay. You gotta, you gotta get gayer. Is what has to happen. I just think that he wants to go from that confident thing, you know, 
He was going to be the hip guy, like Sandra. Like after Sandra left here, we're like, Fez, that's how you need to be. Maybe. It always comes back to they won't let me play. You just got to say, I'm playing regardless. See, the thing is, Fez, even if the pretty boys don't like you, and by the way, there's no reason that they should. You're much older than them. The people that you're talking about are like 22 years old, right? Right, yeah. It's not going to work for a man. He goes into a place where the girls are 22 and starts saying, Hey, why are you excluding me from your vagina? See, here's the thing that you got to get into for yourself. Instead of acting like they're the cool people over here, you got to create your own cool scene. Okay. That's what I was explaining with Sandra Bernard. She doesn't need the audience to tell her that she's fucking great. Right. She decides she gets it. And even with the Arizona bully, she was still like, whatever. You'll want to pay for these lips one day, bitch. You can't... You can't play the needy person with the pretty people. It just... Well, needy and confident will never go together. You're absolutely right there. But do you want to be around needy people? No, I would hate it. No one likes that thing of, why don't you like me? It makes you actually go from... Uh, and that thing of, now I don't even want to be around you. You're starting to stalk me and feel weird. Chris Stanley's into his own scene. You don't see Chris Stanley out trying to fucking wonder why other people don't want him. Hey, how come the jocks don't like me? Those fucking jocks are dicks. They can go fuck off. See? Sorry I'm not in your fucking exclusive club. Bunch of fucking date rapists. Beat it. That's what I say to them. Blow me. I think what you should do, forget the pretty people. Walk in there. And approach that fat, ugly, older guy on his own. Walk straight to him. Lock eyes with him. Walk all the way up there and go, I cannot believe I'm looking in a mirror. I just walked across the room and approached a pathetic mirror. Do you think they'll appreciate that? It's you, Fez. Dusty, you're on the run of Fez show. Dusty. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Hey, uh, Ron, I just want to know if, uh, if you watched that, uh, the Americans on FX, what you think about it? I caught the first Americans. It's on a weird channel, right? Yeah, it's on FX. Yeah, I always miss FX on my TV. So, yeah, I caught the first one I thought was good. It was about some Russians that were kind of undercover, spying here in America, living as like a nice little family. It was like in the 80s? Yeah, in the nice. fucking 80s. They're not going to do it now when they're more than welcome yeah, to come over here and peel. There could be, you know, Russian spies here still. Why? They still want to know state secrets of the United States government. They're more than welcome to, to know them. They're with us now. They're like, they're English to us. I, I don't know. No. Russians aren't like the English. That that Putin, you can't trust him. I'm sorry, the Russians ever fucking burned down the White House twice? No. But, I mean, No you know, further questions. Cold War? No further Cold questions. See you at the Cold War. Berlin what War. What don't you understand about no further questions? That minute was over, you lost. 
It was done. I didn't lost. I didn't get to fucking make my rebuttal. You actually just yelled this out. I didn't lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I wanted to have Fez as a fucking really hip, kind of cool, gay performer. Just being out there. Look who it is. It's Jenny Hutt. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. The math is really working for me. Um, what are we going to do to get you back with your family? Oh. <laughs> Hopefully I'm coming home late tomorrow night. I'll be back in New York by the crack of dawn on Friday, as long as the snow doesn't prevent that. I'm going to go home. I'm going to go back to them one more chance. Because <laughs> just to pick up some things. What? Just to pick up some things and head back out again? No, no. It is fine. Friend. The sun shines most of the time. <laughs> the feelings laid back. Uh, do you have a drug problem? Is that why you're with Doctor Drew? No, I do not have a drug problem. Run. That's what Jack would say. That is what everybody says, right? And the first step is admitting there's a problem. I don't know. But I'm having a good time. It's, um, I'm helping him with the show this week with the whole Jody Arias trial. Why doesn't he let you sit next to him? Where are you at that you have to be up in that little box? I'm next to him. I am sitting next to him. We're in the studio together. Uh, I just see you in a box, and then your hair is so bright. <laughs> no, we're in the same studio, and then there's just three cameras. The one on both of us, and then there's separate cameras. Is your uh, brother introducing you to a lot of L.A. people? None. In fact, my day is I broadcast my show live at 6 a.m. here. I drive to Sherman Oaks to a studio um, from Total Traffic in L.A., and then I go and I work out, and then I go get ready and watch the trial, and then I go do Dr. Drew, and then I go to sleep. Why do you care about this trial? Well, it's. A, I mean, it is an interesting trial, don't you think? She is kind of batshit crazy. I really though. can't get into I mean, she didn't kill a baby, so I don't care. You're on the he wrong trial. The big one this year is going to be George yes. Zimmerman in June. That is going to be a Well, they'll be there for it. Guy. What do you think about that, Fez? I think he's guilty. He shot the guy. He shot the kid. Shot the Skittles well, so right why, but I'm just asking. I thought that this trial that you're following now, Jody, I thought she was mean, but now I see her with those glasses, and she seems nice. Well, when people wear glasses, usually it means they're nice. I don't think people with glasses could kill anyone. Never. Never. But what if they take them off, Ron? Yeah. What What time do you go on tonight? Um, Are you on live? Eastern. Yes, live, 9 p.m. Eastern. Could you um, do a thing where you're uh, like just sending me a signal, like a little hand signal like Al Burnett used to do? <laughs> Here's what I want you to do. In the movie show... Tweak your nipples and then go like this. Just stick your tongue out and go like this. <laughs> I don't, I don't that, that. I'm not sure I can accomplish that. I don't, that might be a tough one, but but I I will I will without gesture be waving to you. What about that? this? In a way, like just do a phrase on those to me, like go like this. Well, Drew, you just blew the goat on that one, and that way I know it's like a little hello to me. Oh my God! Okay, I don't know that I can promise that either, but but I will I will think of you, and I will, as I said, silently gesture or not silently gesture, be gesturing. Explain the trial to everybody. 
What's going on? So Jody, okay, so Jody Foster? Arias is claiming self-defense when the prosecution is saying that she premeditated that she murdered this guy, Travis Alexander. He was her boyfriend. And then they were on and off, and then they were just booty call. And she shot him in the face and then stabbed him 25, 27 times and then slit his throat. She says she doesn't remember anything after shooting him. I got to say innocent. He, he drove her. Wait, he drove her to kill him because of the sexual abuse and just all around abuse. But nothing that she said so far seems abusive. And it just. Uh, well, the rape thing came up. He said, I want to rape you. Yeah, but he didn't rape her. But he said it. There was a lot of sex thing, and there was a lot of naughty behavior. But I don't think it's like the in the realm of what consensual adults do. Hmm. And he but, wouldn't buy KY jelly for her. Are you yeah, are you it. saying that you and your husband play rape games? Not more than once or twice a month. Wow. See, that's weird. All I right. Do so not, Ron. Why don't you be on the side of the woman? Don't be the token chick who's saying that the chick is wrong. And fucking girl powered this up. Four Eyes needs to get off from what happened to her. She was <laughs> I raped. She does. She was I don't think anally so. I raped. Oh, God. No, I don't agree with She shot the guy and she stabbed him 27 times. Yeah. He was dead. No, she stabbed him. Because she yes, was so she upset and freaking face. out. Well, he stabbed her in First the of all, ass. And you got to remember, she had glasses. She didn't know that she was stabbing him, the floor. Right. She couldn't tell. You're right. I forgot. You're right. You're right, Ron. And I will tell you this. What? I honestly think that this four-eyed freak was good in bed. Definitely. I'm going to look at her and see it. Well, that's why he was so into her. She had crazy eyes, and she was psychotic, but she was a good stup. Stup? Yeah, like a good sex, a good fuck, a good whatever. Why did Jews get so much jewier the older they get? I don't know. I know my husband says the same thing. Is your husband Super Jewish? Jew. Yes. Is this every time when you guys want to make love? He was like this. If I were a rich man. No, that's not how it happens. So you want this Gentile to be put to death? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't. Uh-uh. I don't love the death penalty, so I don't. I don't think I want her put to death. But I think she's guilty of a of this crime. I don't think this was self defense. I don't think she'd be here. Would you want to get life in prison, Chris, or uh, death penalty? Death penalty, Fez. Life in prison. I don't ever shit in a metal toilet. Death penalty. And I'll tell hmm. my lawyer that's the fucking shit. Don't fight it. Let's just put me down. Come on, let's go. Can we you need a living will so that no one ever tries to defend you <laughs> in a court of law. So, anyway, that's what's going on here. It's not the What are you doing the Ricky Lake show? Tomorrow. I'm doing what, that. That's, that's going to be really fun. Is, what time is that? Is that going to be live? That's not live. That's taped, and I'm not sure when it's airing, but it's airing. Uh, well, will you keep us up to date on her? What are you doing? Uh, something on cyberbullying? No, I'm doing something on fitness and weight loss and dieting and exercise and the treadmill and full cycle. Are you going to do a treadmill uh, interview yeah. with her? Well, a little bit, but we're just going to talk about losing weight and my, yeah, my whole How much did you right lose now. all together, Jenny? Around 70 pounds, Ron. Mm. And you said most of that weight was teeth? Yes. <laughs> Freakish. Uh, Please, man, oh man. Hey, please promise that you uh, won't get on that plane. 
Ron, that is very mean of you. That is horrible of you to say. Just that is please, because of my nightmare. Okay, Ron, yeah. God, you know already that I had a hard time getting out of here, so hey, stop it. You know why you had a hard time getting out there? Because they what? fucking put you in coach. Why don't they fly you out first class? I took JetBlue. I wanted to fly JetBlue. Okay. So I was in the second row in the middle seat, but on the way back, I'm not. I'm on an aisle. So Good. Okay. Get on the aisles. Right. I like to spread your shit out a little bit. All right, I'm going to be watching you later tonight. Try to get that girl off. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Right, bye. That's our buddy, Jenny Hutt. And she's on the jury, I believe. Um, here's Andy. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. I have a quick question for you. I'm yeah. taking my girlfriend to the city for her birthday, and I can't decide if I want to go to the Fig and Olive or Mineta Tavern. Mineta Tavern. Don't even think twice about it. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Peace. Bye. And I like Figanol. Don't get me wrong. But Mineta Tavern is the place to go. I gather allergic. Eric, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how's it going, Ronnie? Good, buddy. Hey, I just wanted to ask you a question about, uh, you know, uh, your drug addiction and, and why you stopped. Was it was it due to medical stuff? Or, I mean... Uh, no. Did you just wake up one day and say, this is not for me anymore? I mean, uh, everybody has their bottom. And uh, when you go, I can't fucking believe that was me. I can't believe this is my life. That's when you change. Okay. I'm, I'm at that point, man. All right. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, it's up to you. There's no one point that you quit. Chris Stanley loves to live uh, the way he is. Oh, yeah. So I would never tell him. But every day... I sit here waiting for him to say, Ron, will you help me? And I will that day. I, what the hell do I need? I'm fucking, I'm, I'm living it up. Turn and face the strange. That's what hey, I'm telling Pe you. Pepper, man, I'm, I'm your same age, and uh, I just got some bad news from the doctor. So, man, I, I think you, you might want to just listen to Ronnie, okay? Is it liver stuff with you? Nah, it's lung stuff. Okay. That's right. Uh, so. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know for sure. I yeah. just, you know, I got a call from the doctor who just said, hey, uh, probably can't do this over the phone. Let's meet. And uh, I don't know, really know what that means, but uh, I could use self spare. So it'd be really awesome. Anyway, thanks, right. guys. See you later. Um, it's Eric in Texas for the praying people. Did you want to pray for him, Fez? Um, I don't believe. I will send him my best positive thoughts, but I don't believe in god or praying to god for that so what good would your best possible thoughts do him well that would be well wishes and and hope for all the best for him but that's nothing that's nothing that could help him but i don't think the god prayers can help either you changed dude you changed And then the fact that gays don't even... when You heard that pathetic thing he did? About the gays won't let him in? Jesus. It was actually... All I would normally say to a person is then don't be gay. If you don't fit in with them. And you actually think that they're trying to uh, cock block you out. Drake's uh, strip club photo essay is up on the iBang. Hicks, that's one of your babies. What's it all about? It's a doozy. Uh, Drake was at the script club and decided to bust out $50,000 in ones and, as the kids say, make it rain. And the floor is then just covered in $1 bills. This is uh, pretty silly and ridiculous. Coming from a guy... 
Drake, who played a crippled kid on Degrassi High. But let's say this, uh, and now he's a singer-rapper. Badass-rapper, yeah. Uh, If you're the record company, that $50,000 is a well-spent advertising thing, because it's obviously going to go viral. Everyone's going to be interested. All the kids, little kids, are going to think it's the coolest thing they've ever seen in their life. Uh, it really isn't. I think it's a great investment in your uh, in your artist. It looks like people are having sex in this strip club. To be totally honest. No, I think they're just leaning their penises into vaginas, <laughs> and that's different than sex. There was some money coming a cardboard box though shipped. That's something new. The elevator murder experiment is up on the eye bang, as well as the picture of young girl ass out oh. that everybody loves in a uh, big, big way. But the elevator murder experiment is everyone attempting to... Um, by the way, that picture that you just had of the girl with her ass out, yeah. could you imagine anything even more vulnerable? You're leaned over in front of a bunch of people, your ass is out, and you're stuck. You're in for a fucking bad day, because someone is going to stick something inside of you. It's a fucking given. This is what you learned at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. I got a lot of emails from people last night that said that in the suburbs there are no boys and girls clubs, that you know that Hicks is very urban to be part of a boys and girls club. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right there in Astoria. I don't know if it's still there. but Why don't you try giving back? Every time you get a sack this year, give them $5,099. All right. I'm not going to be trying too hard to sack anyone. So these kids, they're acting like they're killing each other uh, and then seeing how many people just ran away from it and how many people jumped in to help. Now, obviously, we all think that we would jump in feet first, uh, like this woman there is just slamming on people. But um, you don't know until you're there, until you test it. It's good, though. I like these guys freaking everybody out. Oh, I can't stand these guys. Uh, your elevator isn't your personal <laughs> movie studio. They're just trying to go viral. I mean, they're not physically they're harming anyone. They're just trying anyone. to terrify people who are just getting in an elevator to go up to their office or their home. There's Why like, would they be terrified? There's TV shows that do the same fucking thing. Of, will you get involved or whatever? Candy Camera's done the same gimmick for 50 years, but yeah. Uh, ABC does that. What would you do? Yeah. What would you do? And you always want to be the one who goes, Hey, leave that kid alone. Hey, stop. I said, Leave the kid alone. So, how is that any different, Fez? Well, I mean, that's a television show, and I don't care for those either, where it's just, you're just trying to purposely scare people. Uh, you know, people are saying, you know, uh, talk about guns in this country. One of these people got shot and because the guy thought he was legitimately breaking up a murder. He was saving someone's life. When did this happen? No, I'm saying it could oh, happen. Oh, I thought you said this did happen. Well, then that would be on these motherfuckers. So it's just, it's, you know, there's old ladies trying to get on this thing. It's, but now no- we find out what they would do. Like this Chinese food delivery man, 
he's out for himself. He won't even go anywhere near those two. The, guys. the the fucking reality of it is, Chris does have a point. If you can do this as candy camera, if you could do this as punked, if you could do with it, what would you do? Why is it any different what these guys are going to do? And I assume get millions of people who watch them. And then maybe their own. I'm sure they're looking for their own TV deal or some. You know, they're just trying to get paid. I'm, I'm sure. Now, the weird thing about it is, as vulnerable as the guy is laying down choking the other guy, all I could think is you're going to get a boot in the face, and by the time you got up, I could fucking be out of there if I wanted to. But I'm getting, a, I'm going to break your fucking nose. It's too bad it didn't happen. I am, t I am against violence, but I would have loved to see these guys get the holy shit beat out of them. I never heard you say you were against violence before. I don't like people hitting other people. I had no idea that. You watch wrestling. Yeah, that's um, that is sports entertainment. It's still very violent. Yeah, but it's not real. You know enough about wrestling that it hurts like fuck. You know how many of those guys die young? You watch football. Football's not real. Football is real, but it's two people. It's two consenting adults going out there and playing a sport. Same with wrestling. They're consenting to it. So two guys who say, I'll meet you out back, they're not consenting? If me and Chris Stanley started fucking arguing and we squared off, that's two consenting adults. By the way, Chris, yeah. pack your fucking lunch, buddy. Oh, come on. What I do? Because this is going to go on a while. <laughs> Fuck. Pips, watch the door. I'm watching it run. Um... Here's uh, Andy. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, I'm 80% sure this whole thing is a work, including the actors playing the witnesses. It's actually a, uh, it's supposed to be a viral video made to tie into the Dead Man Down motion picture. And I've never even heard of this. It just seems to me like there's a lot of freaking legal hurdles for these guys uh, to get over, that, you know, to be in to be in an uh in two different apartment buildings, that the clearance for that to get, you know, and you could you could totally knock somebody over with a heart attack uh, if some elderly person comes in and sees that. I don't see a studio giving that the green light without everybody being in on it. I agree, hundred percent. Now, I had no idea of this. Yeah, if you watch it all the way to the end, it it says it gives the address for the deadmandown.com, dot com, which is the link to the motion picture website. It's a new uh, one with uh, what's his, uh, the girl from Dragon Tattoo and uh, the guy who left Iron Man. <laughs> I can't think of their names off the top of my head. But, uh, what uh, is uh, Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard, yeah. Fine, fine Terrence actor. Howard, yeah. Actually, one of my uh, uh, one of those actors that I think could be me doing more. He's great. Yes, I agree. But I think the whole I think this whole thing, unfortunately, is is a put on just to just to get some buzz for the movie going. Well, Fez, do you feel like a fool now? I feel a little foolish that they're all play-acting and all of this, but I still don't agree with anyone who's using an elevator to scare people, like the the one where the floor falls out of it and it's supposed to be TV screens, the Probably. dead girl pops out in the dark. But that's got to be fake, too. That's a TV show. Yeah, so I, I guess if people are being paid to get scared, then it's... Um, then it's got to be, uh, I guess it's all right, but I just... This is Fez's hip new character, the gay guy who feels confident and comments on the world. 
or does the I guess, or maybe isn't. Let's weigh both sides. But it works for him. All right, thanks, Andy. Talk to you later, buddy. Talk to you later, bye. Peace. Hugo Chavez is dead, and they're already down there saying that it was the imperialist dogs, the American CIA, who gave him the cancer. Well, there was that that, um, Russian spy in England that got hit with a radioactive cigarette that gave him cancer. So I'm not totally ruling this out. You're becoming a conspiracy nut, my friend. Hugo Chavez was a big thorn in the side of good old Mother America. And big oil. Yeah. Yeah, because and big sugar, was, and big tobacco, and big racing stripes. He was giving a bunch of fucking oil to America, to people in need. All right, let's break here. Uh, we'll come back. You and your group. I want you to figure out what you're giving out. Gotcha. Uh, for the meme contest, uh, Kevin Costner is going to do a movie about the Cleveland Browns, a fantasy movie, not a real movie about them. I think this is going to be the football version of Major League. It's going to be wacky and fun. Check that out on the iBang. I feel sorry for the city of Cleveland in this. Once again, they're portrayed in a film as a city of, uh, oh, here we are, the loser town again, where someone has to come in and save us. Well, that's coming up after this break, so we'll let you express it then. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Run Fest Show. You're enjoying the Run and Fest Show on Sirius XM's OP and Anthony channel. More in moments. This is the stuff that 
Mooch and Chris Stanley would cuddle together and listen to. When they cu- it wasn't and, cuddling. And then they would whisper to each other, best friends forever. <laughs> BFF. What's that mean? Best friend forever. I never knew that. I thought it had something to do with butt fucking. Nope. Butt fucking, you know what, the word that Fez hates. Well, it could stand for that, but normally people use it for best friend forever. Sure. We've got to make a pick here. I told you and your crew, Hicks, that maybe, because it's difficult for you to pick out meme of the day, um, which, that maybe if you can get us down to three or four, and then we can vote on it. Yeah, I got us, I got us down to four memes out of all of them. Okay. Okay. Amber Alert, more like make my ass hurt. Fez hated that one because he didn't think alert and hurt rhymes. <laughs> Sons of Angioplasty. It does remind me of Fez. My other ride is a limp dick. That's sad, though, because it's true. And a more visual one, homo-pedophile, but ho and ophile are out, so just moped. That's the most Fez of a joke (laughs) I've seen us do. I like that one a lot. So it's that between these four. I don't like being associated with the word pedophile. (laughs) Why? I thought you wanted to be gay. I want to be gay, but I'm not touching little children. Oh, God. Um, the one that I uh, liked best did not make it, and I don't have any problem with it. Which one was that? I think it was Farticus or something like that. White Farticus heart attack machine? <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, that should have won, but I'm not you guys. I'm not picking it out. All right, so now we're going to silently vote. Uh, write, everyone write down their favorites. Um... Get your mind right. Yeah, you can do whatever you want to do, and get one from Pips. I know his favorite. Okay. <sighs> oh, thank you, Chris. Welcome. All right, I'm going to read these off. See who wins the the first. Uh. One for Sons of Angioplasty. Okay. One that just says, butt hurt. <laughs> That's Amber Alert one. <laughs> that was... Amber, Amber Alert. <laughs> Are you sure you're just not trying to get a message out? Um, homo pedophile. Homo ped. One. Yeah. All right, it's a three-way tie right now. This five was longer four, so it can't be a tie. Sons of Angioplasty. Oh, and two for uh, sons. I don't care what anyone says. I'm taking white farticus heart attack <laughs> machine that really should have won. So where are we on this? Sons of angioplasty being everything else. That's out. the big big winner. Woo! Sons of angioplasty. Even though I ch- I hate when I set up rules and then cheat my own rules. <laughs> Scars and Scotch, the big winner. No way! Yep, yep. He came in with Sons of Angioplasty. He's the winner. He actually, you know, we don't say this enough because, I mean, you know what I hate about Cigars and Scotch. He has a penis and balls. <laughs> and I only like to say nice things about women. But he writes some very funny shit. Very funny stuff. And he just won the what does he win, Fez? Cigars and Scotch uh, gets a DVD copy of The Cooler. Signed by William H. Macy. Son of a bitch. That's great. That's, That's great. two great prizes he gave away today. 
There's more where that came from, too. Can we not just fucking celebrate what we have? <laughs> Why go out of our way to act like, by the way, you didn't get everything? That's right. You people listening, you didn't get <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's play where that came from. Don't you fucking worry. All right? Look, this entire fucking... It's called a prize closet. It's, and it's fucking full, too. And it's getting more and more every fucking day. Bring it, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Come on, what do you got? Relax. It's a, a nice thing. A show giving out great prizes to their lovely listeners. Just say it. They can fucking win them all fucking day. <sighs> do I got to put you on a curse alert to the end of the show? No, I can make it. Okay. Uh, Matty Ice, you came in today on a day that you had off. Yes, I did. Chris, the balls you have to call this kid in Long Island and say, come in here. I got a call at 9.15 this morning. That's nice. Uh, no, it, sh it shows. Well, let's talk a little sports, though, with him then. You're, uh, you put up something yesterday about Matt uh, Schwab, right? Yeah, Matt Schwab. Uh, he had an interview with, I think it was some radio station in Texas, I think. And uh, uh, he said that the NFL will never evolve past the pocket passer. So he thinks that you know, the Kaepernick, the RG3s, the Russell Wilsons are kind of just a passing freaks. fad. Yeah. What do you guys think? No, I think I, I, I disagree with them. I think that that's probably more the future of an option-type quarterback that can take off running. I think everyone's going to try to get their own Kaepernick. I'm somewhere in the middle because you need someone who, if they need to, can stand there and pass the ball. And Wilson can, Kaepernick can, RG3 can. But if you get someone like Tebow, who's just a read-option quarterback, he can't succeed because he just doesn't have the, the arm to do it. So it's, it's somewhere in the middle, but I think that you can succeed by having a Kaepernick RG3 who can do you can both. You can succeed short-term. You can't keep that guy in the league. You cannot play that position. Nobody wants to be... To, no quarterback wants their career to be over by 28, 29 years old. And that's what you're going to do. That is what you're going to do. Griffin's going to last two more seasons max. Especially if! Because yeah. he's a skinny guy also, Griffin. You know, it's Cam Newton's a big guy, at least. He could bowl people over if he has to, but Griffin's a, a smaller guy. He's what a little What happened stronger. to Cam Newton's second year? All they do is figure out your tendencies, and then that whole thing is useless. The only way that you could go with this, and I don't know whether football teams will accept it. They may. I mean, uh, the football audience is... Two or three quarterbacks doing two or three things and never falling back into it. But in my heart, I think you want a Johnny Unitas on your team. You don't want a fucking Fran Tarkington. Because at the end of the day, that guy isn't going to let. Who's got more talent than Michael Vick at running? And they busted him the fuck up. Again, he's a tiny guy, Michael Vick. You know, he's he's five... 11, I think. He's he's not a big guy like someone like a Cam Newton is, or even Kaepernick's a little bit bigger, but he's not a giant either. It's it's a painful game to play, and if you don't know to get yeah. out of bounds, to pick your runs carefully, you're going to get killed. And even beyond that, look at this kid in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's big, and he's he drops back there, and they're still destroying this kid. Piece by piece, they're chipping away at him. He's, I don't think you want to say, we want to lead this offense with our quarterback. I think it's a fucking disaster. 
he's a terrible old on Roethlisberger. But, but he's one of the best at throwing under pressure. So he's used to it. And he's gotten very good at, at throwing while on his back foot on the run. But he's not going to be a Kaepernick type of guy who's going to run for you no. know, 40 yards. But he can escape. He's huge. He's hard to bring down. He's huge. He's hard to bring down. And they're chipping this kid away. I mean, to see what he looks like now, even walking back, uh, it's fucking rough. Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Mike. Oh, hey, um, I just wanted to say that uh, Steve Young was probably the first one of those that um, that was really what you guys were talking about. And he didn't really find the, the success that he, that he could have had until he started sitting in the pocket. And made defenses keep a spy around to watch him, but he was, he was really dangerous when he stayed in the pocket. The other thing about Steve Young, his pro career kind of started late. He was on the bench a long time and ended early. Well, Aaron Rodgers came out maybe last year said that uh, this is just a fad. It might last like fucking right. 10 years or something, but it, it's going to come back to the pocket pass. You're not a quarterback. The game is for a quarterback. He's a guy, Rogers, who he's he's a pocket passer, but he has the speed to to make some runs. He's not a slow guy. He's not Kaepernick, but he definitely has the ability if he needs to to break out of the pocket and, you, and get out of there. If you leave open ground, he'll get, he'll take right. it. Right, but he's not going to be. Oh, I'm dropping back no. and bootlegging it. That's <laughs> no, no, no. fucking insane. He's a pass first guy. And all that the kid way. came in here yesterday. Uh, Alden Smith, yeah. and grabbed my hand, and it was just, you know, Iron I mean, rope. yeah, th th that that kid was um, like having a fucking robot walk in here. He's my age. It's crazy. Yeah. Why aren't you playing ball? Why aren't you on the 49ers? It ain't too late, dude. It ain't too late. It, 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 seem, it seems pretty late to me. You could be the sack king. Oh, could I? Probably around. Go for tight end. I don't know. Be you know what? Wrong. Even if you got half the sacks, if you got ten sacks, you know the kind of money you can be bringing back here to us. Oh my God, it'd be the shit with you out on the field and us managing your career, finding you fucking stuff. And maybe you can like help, help us fix games and we can gamble fucking nice. So now I'm I like just... to I like to see you doing a CRMS commercial. How about this? CRMS tastes better than that piss you've been drinking. <laughs> I would love the right fucking spots like that. So I that. leave you with just popcorn then. Mm -hmm. But you'd be bringing a lot of money. I kind of see popcorn as an outside linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be mad just that we're talking sports with you. How does that make me feel? Yeah. Now, now Drew Brees is on. Notches, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but he was confusing me yesterday cause he was trying to convince me that Alden Smith and Justin Smith are brothers. Uh, he doesn't know, and, and I'm like, I'm like, no, that's that's just not right, Joe. And he was he was sure they <laughs> well, were. They're not even the same race. No, they're not. Why does it always have to come back to race with you, Fuzzy? There's something about this fucking channel that everyone feels the need to bring up race. I don't see it. Every race is the same to me. Every country is the same. Every sex is the same. Every species is the same. You, you gotta have you, you gotta draw a line somewhere. We're, we're not the same as. Fucking ants, right? We're, we're human beings. What's an ant done? We're lately? made out of the same stuff that ants are. You know, everything's carbon, right? Is that is that what it is? Even smaller than that. Each one of us is an atoms. Billions of atoms. Yeah, but... And in each one of us, there's just a universe. A universe of atoms. There you go. It's not so much outer space that I care about. It's inner space. Yeah, but on the outer space, we're doing a hell of a better job than, say... 
a dung beetle. All right, dung beetles don't have skyscrapers or fucking satellites or spaceships. They're crawling around. Can in I tell doo-doo. you something? Yeah. To real white people, you are a dung beetle. <laughs> oh, give me a break. Okay. I'm as cracker as a cracker could be. The, yeah, cracker. That's not a white person. <laughs> white people are the kind of get in the fucking country clubs. You ain't one of them. I don't want to go to a fucking country club. That's because you ain't white. No, I, no. What am I going to do? Play golf? Some cocktails? Fuck that shit. Spoken like a true dung beetle. <laughs> All human. Why don't you get in some camel shit and just enjoy yourself? No, thank you. I don't like shit. I like that you said thank you, though. Hey, Clint, Bama, you're on the Running Face Show. Hey, boys, you're flowing like silk today, Ronnie B. Every I was going to say, with the option, with the option quarterback in NFL, the defensive ends are just too dang big. I mean, in college, they're taking the quarterbacks taking shots from guys that weigh 205, 210, and the pros are taking 275, 280. And they're fast as fuck. They're running so four fast. threes and four fours, and they're frightening. You know, um, they actually, the, the real big, pro, if you want to make the game safer, and I got to get, matter of fact, get Roger Goodell on the phone. All you need to do is this. You limit the amount of practice time any team can do, and you limit the amount of, of workouts that anyone can do. They did, they did that, though, that last summer. They said no two-a-days anymore, just one-a-days. I mean nothing. No practice. Just guys show up on a Sunday. Because that's what, the way the league started. No game plan. These guys would work in a fucking coal mine or whatever, steel mill, and, you know, Sundays they would come out and play the game and then get drunk after the game. And, you know, I know that sounds crazy, but it's far less than 100 years ago. We're talking like 80 years ago. That's what guys used to do. They've taken this thing insane. Alden Smith said he's already training again. There you have it. There's a fact to back me up. I'm pretty sure it it was Elgin Baylor who was in the Army and played his games on weekends when he got weekend passes from his academy. And he... He traveled to them. He had no practice, nothing, and he just played forty or so games that he could play. How about this? Somebody's getting off to a good first half. No, you make him carve up at halftime. Everybody carves up at halftime, so the second half is played lethargic. <laughs> People start vomiting if they've. Just There's a eaten. thing in ESPN today that Goodell. This is his biggest nightmare and his biggest fear, and I've said for years it's going to happen when someone gets killed playing the game of football. He's terrified that they're going to come out, throw a tarp at somebody on the middle of the field. He thinks that's the only thing that could destroy football. It could happen. It's come close it to happening. It should have happened already. I mean, with fucking guys getting really fucked up. Slow him down. How about this? No. Every game is played in two inches of water. <laughs> When's the last time that you saw a good, muddy game? Outside of Washington, D.C. Most of these fields are too fast. In the old days, they would play on shit. It, it was Pittsburgh. It's a terrible field in Pittsburgh. It, it's just mud and mud and dirt. But they, they go out of their way now. To Some of these fields are just so fucking perfectly done. Show the, the Bears wide receiver, Johnny Knox, who retired. He retired a few weeks ago because he was hit last year and hasn't recovered. If you watch that hit, it's a wonder he he didn't die. He was folded in half. I didn't I didn't see how it was possible to even get up from that. It's an insane game. Um, here's uh, Snowy in Michigan. You're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, uh, Pepper, don't get me wrong. I'm with the humans on this one. But you can't say that we're more advanced because we make buildings of technology. Some beetles don't go to wars and kill hundreds of thousands of each other for genocide. So... So fuck you, Pepper. No, no, don't, don't fuck me. Fuck you. Goddamn, we're not fucking hanging around with buckets of shit all goddamn day long. We're fucking taking care of things. But you won't see a dung beetle come up with a nuke and then drop it on other dung beetles. Well, and that's where you and your fucking species have to deal. You won't see dung beetles sticking chimpanzees in the cages and making them live there forever. No, but that's also being, it's, it's collateral damage to make the whole world better. I'm really? sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, old monkeys. I apologize to you, but and I'm not going to apologize to a goddamn dung beetle. <laughs> they don't even Fuck know what em. you're saying. This you can say anything you want to a dung beetle. You could go over <laughs> to a dung beetle, tell them that you wrote, wrote fucking "Hey Jude." They wouldn't even react to it. You tell me you wrote "Hey Jude," I'll call you a fucking liar right there where you sit. I wrote "Hey Jude." The thing is, the biggest problem with them. Uh, uh, humans is that we don't have other predators. We need something to hide from. Yeah, know. you can't watch that horrible fucking. No, that, that one just hurts to watch. It's terrifying. Poor Jai Knox. Now he's like a dung beetle. Remember how much we all used to say, "Oh, I want Johnny Knox on my team." Why no, bother? No, no. Give me Dwayne Bow Dog. I'd trip. rather have fucking Johnny Knoxville on my team. <laughs> By the way, I don't talk about my real team. I'm talking about my fantasy team. I got to get in the new league this year. When when are you guys starting your league? Oh, I'm not part of this thing anymore. It's got to it's got to be. We have to mend this fucking problem. I'm going to be in the Shrek of Lizette's Fire League. There's a bunch of fucking know nothing bums. Can I? Well, I'm a know nothing bum. Obviously, can I get it? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> You, you, you're fucking easy pickings. I really am. It's fucking pathetic and sad. How much time I put in? I always it. go through the schedule when I'm playing you. I put that as a W already next <laughs> All right, to it. That, you don't have to fucking go that far. <laughs> you've never beaten me ever. Matter of fact, I'm not sure if you've beaten anyone until I give you my team that time. Oh, that that last season, I I think I, think, I believe I had one win, possibly like against Earl or something. It was a fucking, Earl doesn't even play. No, no, yeah, exactly. That fucking train wreck I drafted. What the fuck? I had a nickname for Earl, but it ended up sounding racist. Oh, no, what was it? Step and fetch it. Oh, yeah. It's just the way he was, but I didn't even mean on, on color, just to, just how he acts when it comes to that. Still, people hear that, they're going to take it the wrong way. And believe me when I tell you, Earl did nothing but embarrass us down the Players Club. We sent him down to take some pictures. Bed? He's got an eye for nothing. Well, I mean, the photo challenge, he totally fucked that up, we saw. Fucks up everything. He doesn't try. I wonder if he's fucking up the vibe right now at the Hard Rock. I don't know. Remember when the, the Hard Rock thing, right? When the Hard Rock tour happened? I was like, I'd like to send you some pictures. We said, okay. We said them. There was never any idea of whose pants and whose guitar there were. There were just guitars and pants. I don't get it, Earl. You gotta get your shit together. Earl's Johnny's gonna fucking shit can your ass. I don't know if Earl's listening right now, but I'll send him this audio later. I'm just gonna say this. How do you let him sit and try to carry like that? Do you have no feelings about it whatsoever? <laughs> 
No, I mean, I not can't. even the the strangest thing of maybe I should buy that kid a car. Or, you know what I mean? Does it ever occur to you what he's doing for you on a daily basis? Yeah. I was short. Um, I don't know if there's... We put up both the boxes today. The Costner thing. Uh, let's just play this. Costner's made three fucking baseball movies, right? Mm-hmm. Rank them. Because you got... Uh, For the Love of the Game was the last one he did. Bull Field, Durham. Field of Dreams. And Field of Dreams. Rank them? Yeah. Yes, this is the ultimate ranking. Oh, I didn't know that we were doing the ultimate ranking. That could fucking... be a new thing for us, though. We start to call the thing the ultimate ranking. No one else does that online. I've seen For Love of the Game the least amount of times out of the three. How can you watch it? That's that. That's number three for me. I'm putting Field of Dreams number one. Wow. And Bull Durham two. Why would you pick? Uh... I, I I saw Field of Dreams more as a kid, so it's more ingrained in my memory than Bull Durham is. It's it's. I guess more in my childhood than Field than Bull Durham was. All right, what about for you, Hixie? Bull Durham one, Field of Dreams two, and I really like Field of Dreams also, and the third for Love of the Game. Ultimate ranking, done. Right, I'm going to do mine. Ultimate ranking. <laughs> Ultimate ranking. Number one for the Love of the Game. <laughs> what? How's that possible? Because here's the beauty of it. Yeah. He's 49 years old. He's pitching a perfect game in Yankee Stadium, and he's thinking about his girlfriend and her kid the whole time. That was beautiful. That got to me. The scout's more believable <laughs> in that movie. All right. The scout. He's 49. <laughs> he's fucking thinking about anything but the fucking game. I'm like, God, I gotta call my chick. You're like, really, dude? He's a Can dick. we get you to focus? You're yeah. fucking laying something down. Here's the other thing that was so funny about that. When the trailer came out on that game, they show... In the trailer, them carrying him off the field while he's cheering. And you're like, I wanted to have some kind of tension to this game. Nope, none. What What is your hate on the scout that out of nothing says this is all about Kevin Costner and you just go fucking flying in the face of uh, Brendan Fraser for no apparent reason? I actually like the scout a lot, but. It was a incredibly unbelievable story. At the end of the film, spoiler alert, the fucking he comes in <laughs> on a guy in a helicopter in the roof of Yankee Stadium. To then I don't know what he pitched like fucking a perfect game and got I don't know four home runs. Yeah, four home runs, yeah. Not only did he pick a perfect game, it was all strikes. It's twenty-seven up, twenty-seven down. All strikes. Everybody whiffs. But you got to understand something. He's Kong. <laughs> I know he got like. You know that I saw uh, Kevin Costner playing in a fucking old timers game before. How you look? He from center field. He threw out a guy at the plate. Shit! Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Kevin Costner gives a fuck. All right. And that ended the game, and everybody was really (laughs) happy. He was playing, and Mr. Baseball was playing. Another great move. What was that guy's Uh, name? Um, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. That's another baseball movie we love watching. I was a little kid. Oh, he's in Japan. They don't. It's different there. That might be my number one Kevin Costner film, Mr. Baseball, starting time selling. <laughs> number one for me, Bull Durham. Because it's actually, to me, about really about baseball, 
on the purest level of it. Where it's, the other film is a magic film. It's definitely more about baseball than Field of Dreams is. There's yeah. no question about it. It's definitely more movie about baseball. Baseball, Field of Dreams is like a metaphor, right? For what? <laughs> His father's love? 60s. Yeah, I guess. But, Ray, if you build it, people will come. They'll come from all over, not even know why. They'll come here tired, hungry, thirsty for something that they've never even had before. You're like, what? Yeah, seriously, though. Remember the end of the movie? Oh, fucking line of cars. They'll fucking come, Ray. Trust me. Just climb up the I'm going out there. Unlike you, I get to go in there and write about it. Bullshit. This fucking dad. Thanks, Dad. Dad, you're younger than me. (laughs) I only went to one movie with my dad. Field of Dreams. That's it. That's the only movie. I made him go with me. He always bragged and said he's never been to the movie since Pete Kelly's Blues. I said, I want you to see this movie with me. And while it was happening, he leans over and he whispers in my ear, I promise to stay alive a lot longer than Fez's dad or Chris Stanley's dad. And certainly Pips's dad. How did he He's even kept that promise? No. Magically, he could look into the future. Fuck a, a true dad's love can do that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, all fathers have magic powers? <laughs> Good fathers. That's what we learned from Field of Dreams. Motherfucker. Stupid fucking baseball field. <laughs> Build it, Ray, and they'll come. And they'll help your daughter f- stop choking. Yeah, everyone, that fucking guy's fucking good time. I don't know if I want to see him in a now Kevin Costner in a football movie. I'll go see it. I hope it's like oh, he should be doing any given Sunday too. Is what the movie he should be doing. <laughs> All the stone needs is to get the taste of savages out of his mouth. <laughs> that fucking train wreck of a film that should never have been fucking. How made. do you sit? And let him do it. Why don't you seriously like Elvis? Just go and buy him a fucking Cadillac. I could use a fucking fat <laughs> stack. Of, I could use a fucking Drake stack. Of I would throw money on the barrelhead every fucking day. Like ah, fuck it. Uh, Chris uh, Stanley put up his what he considers the ultimate list. Ultimate of Oasis songs. If you have a problem with that, you can go to hell. And listen to some Blur fucking albums, dick. I thought you liked Blur. Well, I mean, if they're going to criticize the Oasis thing, then I attack them and make them go watch, read, listen to. (laughs) Some people go, oh. Some people actually do this. I don't like Oasis. I like Black Sabbath. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just always between Oasis and Blur. I mean, no. Very few bands are, just, are so tied together as Oasis and Blur. At least the media made it out. Let me be. just check something with Pips. Pips? Yeah, bro. You think Chris Stanley's a good guy? <laughs> He's the best guy I've ever met. You know what? I knew you were, I knew you were a bad fucking boss, Chris. I'm a good boss! You're easy on these guys. Look, I'm easy... I'll, uh, I'm easy on fucking uh, popcorn. That's what oh, you got kill to. List. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> I don't want to shoot Pips. Times. He'll shoot everybody. I mean, seriously, he'll shoot Cousin Brucey down here because he's in some fucking kill crazy rampage. He'll shoot me three times, though, apparently. Over and over again. He'll shoot you while you lay there dead. Oh, man. 
I wonder who stole his wallet. Are you thinking that, that it was never there stolen? There was never a wallet. It just didn't exist. I'm not sure, but I, I have Here's no idea. The thing. How does this fucking kid get past HR and we couldn't get UCB Fred in here? <laughs> they know. ought to be a fucking shamed of themselves. They aren't. They think they're doing a good job. But actually, there's been turnover in the HR department, so it's different people now. So maybe we ought to make a re, you know, get rid of fucking Pips, make a rerun with that other thing. Hey, the, hey, lady, hey, listen, take a hey, new lady. <laughs> check out this resume. <laughs> Come on, bitch, new lady. You seem like you're fitting in nice. <laughs> oh man, there's midterm evaluations for interns. I guess coming up soon, isn't it? I guess we'll have to. You'll be getting great remarks. Oh, thank you. So we'll... Maddie should be on the fucking air. Maddie could be a broadcaster. He's doing it. All right, I'm going to fucking... Everyone write down where they think uh, Maddie's career is going to go. All right. Hicks? Yeah. You first. Editor-in-chief of Deadspin. Wow. Yeah, that's where it's happening. It's not bad. No, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, that's a yeah, fucking compliment. It's pretty good. Uh, Fez, what do you got? Uh, ESPN TV. Wow. And that's ESPN 1. And mine is Murdered by Popcorn. <laughs> I went for the joke. God damn it. God damn me for doing that. That could be any of our futures. I don't see you on his list, though. Um, ah, look, Cigars and Scotch, right? Wow, thank you. That is awesome. Cigars and Scotch, we should even do more. Because you really fucking write good stuff. Um, but Gripper wrote, Ron likes me. He really likes me. Too bad Pecker Lips doesn't. Sorry, dog. I guess dog. he was White Farticus, heart attack machine. Which, I don't know how that couldn't have won. It was strong. It was a good, it was a good meme. Matter of fact, put cigars and scotch on Cappy's kill list. All right. Because <laughs> I'm going to text Cappy later and say, oh, I got a lead on the guy who stole your wallet. And then went and bought string cheese with it. We got anything to um, talk about before we get out of here? I know the knives on the plane is now allowed. Yep, I like that. That's good for cutting steak. It's good. It's good. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get to the point where we don't have to take our shoes off to get on a flight anymore. I like it. I think it's a wrong. It's forgetting 9-11 and everything that happened. How's it forgetting it? It's going back to lax security measures of when those guys got on with box cutters. And now they're allowed on with blades? It's insane. Shampoo can't get on, uh, but uh, a knife can. You can't hijack a plane with a box cutter anymore. That's the progress. Yeah, people will just fucking bum Forget people. Assholes. You can't get into the cockpit. Oh, yeah. You cannot fucking bring a plane down with a box cutter. But the so flight that, attendants are still are like, we're unprotected out here if people are allowed to bring knives on. Flight attendants are really upset about this. So give them a You can say the same thing about waitresses. They have this now the same danger in their life that waitresses have. Someone has a knife. That's a lot different than let's forget about 9-11. It doesn't make sense that somehow we're not worried about a 
fucking waitress at a goddamn Chili's getting slashed. But we are about a stewardess. That isn't the point of 9-11. That's forgetting 9-11, in my opinion. Anything else we got to get out there and uh, push before we get out of here? Thank you so much to Sandra Bernhardt. The very hip. The very cool. The very lovely. Show to start with Jay Moore cracking us up and getting Fez in the stuff today. Biggest Fez break we've had in a long time. I feel like Jay showed me up there. I got to come up with stuff. Tomorrow I'm going to come up with cartoon cereals. Oh, shit. Fez is going to love that. You like cartoon cereals? I like cornflakes. Hmm. Good. Me too. <laughs> I like... Uh, um, Growl. Eat some food. <laughs> Eat some breakfast food. Growl. That's how all those went. Sugar. Lots of sugar. Sugary chunks of sugar was my favorite cereal growing up. Oh, so sugary. Yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> Not like life, which is bitter. Bitter and shit-filled. I like to watch things on TV. Nothing else we need to plug. Well done. Watch a little Jenny Hut. And go over to that uh, iTunes and put something in for uh, poor J.J. Moore. He finished 14th? Yeah, 14th. He used to be 10. first. Yeah, more stories on iTunes. So what, are the, what are the top 13 above him? Do you know how that goes? I, I, have, to, I have to bring up iTunes. Was it a, a problem? Yeah, because so, actually on this computer it might be even the, the iTunes might be too old. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's about to be put out. It's misery. Jesus. Yeah. All right, it's this quick. Uh, this American Life killed him. Ted Radio Hour. Not oh, Ted. The Moth. Dan Carlin's Hardcore History and more NPR. Oh, I thought he did pretty good. See you guys later. Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk. 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 Uh, that's the end of my, uh, that's the end of my show, dog, uh, that's...